Blog Talk Radio.
My I Hotel, Grand Rising, Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power. I'm Beverly, and we are rocking. We rocking a bye baby. Rock a bye baby. Uh, Dr. Robert X., great to have you with us tonight, as always. Hotel. Hotel, Sister Bev. Hotel family. It's good to be back, uh, Bev, tonight, as always. Yeah, not, you know something, oh, Bill? Yeah. Go ahead. Go, no, I just wanted to say I wanted to give my condolence to the family of Tina Turner. Uh, that's all I wanted to yeah. say. Yes. Uh, at least she was able to stay around a while. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize she was that old. Oh, yeah. But you see what she did? She had to, She left the country. That's probably why. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Although I don't know I don't know where you would go today. Stuff so crazy. Yeah. Maybe maybe Ukraine might be a good destination. Mm. Is that why they try to clean it up? Uh it looks like they're emptying it out, don't it? Mm-hmm. But you still got the pedophile, the kinky guy, Zelensky, roaming all over the planet, asking people for money, while he take a major ass whooping. It's almost as if they're just sacrificing all of those people. It's mind blowing. Or maybe they, maybe they all just uh, running. Maybe they all walking into traps. You're saying all of the people? All the pedophile people and the the, the oh. system that's been, you know, it seems like it's collapsing. They raising hell as it's collapsing, but it seems they, you know, look, maybe they walking into traps. Traps have been set up let's, for them, and they walking right into so. them. Yeah, I could definitely go for that because they locked up R. Kelly. Mhm. So, what's holding up the Hunter Biden situation? Right. What's up with Tyrone Biggs? They find all the IRS people that was investigating him. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's mind blowing, man. <laughs> and, and, and the media doesn't even ask or doesn't even bring it up. You know something, Bell? See, I know people thought Robert X is a little extreme when it comes to this media. I just wonder mm-hmm. how many people think I'm extreme now. Oh, no. Everybody see. <laughs> it, it is. That's because they're, they're reconstructing the media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're creating a new media. All this comes out of the United Nations and the World Economic Forum, just like they're creating a new Ukraine. I said about a month or so ago, the war was over. And essentially it is. So, so are they creating a new media or are they uh, dismantling this media that's been there all the time? They're creating a new media. 
once they take over the internet, there ain't gonna be no alternative media. That's they're gonna try to do that under the auspices of the World Health Organization. That's why you hear them hollering and screaming, misinformation, misinformation, misinformation. When nobody has put out more misinformation, admittedly, than all of the mainstream media, print and televised. Those are the two purveyors of misinformation. I'm talking they're at the top of the food chain. And it's just mind-blowing for me to just even sit back and think that anybody would believe anything that they say. I, I don't understand it. Do you think for one moment that the Washington Post or the New York Times or CNN or Fox or any of the rest of them are going to tell you anything of any relevance? Think but that, then you... I basically have failed at, at my job. Go ahead, Ben. Well, I... And, and I'm looking at, you know, how I used to be the same way, and I'm, and, it's, and I'm looking at the people probably the same way. If you don't know, you don't know. And I used to listen to MSNBC and CNN, and I just, I just thought they was truthful and honest, and I would believe what they said until I found out otherwise. Wow. That's, again, Beth, that's this is just coming from me. Mm-hmm. I can't see how, particularly now, with all of the lies over and over, it doesn't matter what they're talking about. It's all being proven to be lies. So you can't get away from got- any of it. It's not It's not like it used to be. They used to tell mm-hmm. some of the truth, I would say 40% of the truth and 60% lies. Now okay. it's ninety five percent lies and five percent the truth. So I don't know how you can miss it because they're getting busted on a daily basis lying every day. Well the only ones who missing it now is the people who don't pay attention to the news who don't they will exactly. be in the dark. You see, Bear? It's like the Bud Light situation. I'm just I'm a, I'm going I'm going to go there. I ain't actually I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm going to go there just and, for. And, and you know I ain't never seen the commercial. You probably won't see it now. <laughs> so go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Let's take Bud Light. I'm trying to get this across to the people too. For the last five to six years, the woke people have been canceling people all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. That's all you hear about. This person got canceled. That person got canceled. And it's been primarily anybody that disagree with them. Hey, get over and sit down. It's been primarily anybody that disagree with them, they cancel them. If a if a person says something that they don't like, they dox them, right? Put out their home information mm-hmm. where they work, all the personal information. That comes directly from social media, right? 
So social media is working in conjunction with the people that's doing the doxing and getting people fired from their jobs, right? But it was all mm-hmm. strong arm. It was all strong arm. They gave the impression that they had more power than they really did. But the people, uh, many of the people are so cowardly that they just went along with it, thinking it's not going to hurt them if somebody else gets fired and lose their job or get censored. Right? Well, that's just them. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Now, let me show you the fallacy in all of that. Disney gets boycotted, right? And one of the other uh, corporate sponsors, Netflix, gets boycotted. What's happening in both cases, Bear? They damn near went bankrupt, right? Mm -hmm. Disney is on the verge of it right now. Bud Light. We only talking about a month ago. There's a boycott of Bud Light. And what's happening? They're on the verge of bankruptcy. So wait a minute, wait a minute. All these corporations are woke. If they have all the people, why are they on the verge of bankruptcy? Go to your major media. Earlier this year, the Wall Street Journal and the employees got mad as hell and looked like they were getting ready to bum rush their boss. Announced that they were going to lay off hundreds of workers. That's the Washington Post. Well, why? Because they lost uh, a half a million subscribers last year. Why? Because they woke. But if the woke people are the vast majority of the population, then why are all these companies going out of business? Why is CNN on the verge of bankruptcy? MSNBC right behind them. Okay. Uh, Let's go to the media landscape online. Who was the, the, what was the name of the company, Bev, you and I talked about last, last week, and I told you that, uh, and the family, some time ago, that this was an intelligence operation? We'll put that one on TV? the back burner. Okay. Right. Uh, go ahead, Beth. Say that again. No, no. I was just saying you're talking about a, a channel, a, a network. Yeah, this a, a, a like for instance, Vice. Vice is woke, and now they broke, right? They're going bankrupt. <laughs> well, how is that? If all of these left wing media people have all of this support. Alex Jones ain't going broke, and they sued him for a billion dollars. So how is it that the woke corporations are going broke if they got all this support? 
So they're telling see? a lie. They don't have all that support. They have or little support, but they run the institutions. It's a, well, a gangster Steve, Steve Coakley used to call it the bogard. they just bogarding people. Mm-hmm. They ain't got the people. Go ahead, Bill. And I'm going to show you uh, another uh, example in a minute. Go ahead, Bill. No, so I was so it's just showing that if the people stand up because the people boycotted them, and so it, it, even though they do have the institution, the people has the pro, the power to shut them down. And that's what the people don't quite get. Okay, and they so are my thing. So my thing is, it's already been established. Okay, they 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 shutting down the corporations CNN and SBN and 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 Budweiser. They don't, but this, people are starting to realize that um, the the government, the uh, Biden and them, that's a corporation, just like Budweiser. So if you boycott Correct. them, how come you can't boycott? Uh, Biden and them, that's a corporation, and, and do the same thing, shut them down. That is correct. Okay. Now, let's take that to its logical conclusion, Bev, in terms of the body politics. Okay. okay. For years, I've advocated that people stop voting. I've said it on here. I haven't said it in quite mm-hmm. some time since Orange Man, okay? But my stance was, as long as you continue to pull them levers, it don't matter which one of them you pull, because it was clear that that both of those parties work together and give the illusion that there's some difference between Mm -hmm. the two, because the policies don't Mm -hmm. change from one administration to the next until Orange Man. They're the the board members. Exactly. And, 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 And the president is the CEO of the corporation. Go ahead. Yes. So we said, just don't vote, because mm-hmm. if the totals get so low, they will have to go directly to the people. Now the people can reorganize the government. Right. Once the numbers got it. Yeah. Get, yeah. But but the people have to unify and say, if the system is rigged, is. and if you can't see that, I don't. I ain't. I ain't got nothing for you. If you can't see that the damn election system is rigged, uh, then just continue to do what you're doing. Okay. And I don't think that is all. All. All of us are scared. I think it's a combination of fearful and laziness. Yes, I, I would agree. Again, no question about it. But you, they're going to put you in a position where both of those are going to cost us drastically. Because you're never going to get rid of the bully bully by running from it. Nope, got to fight back. That is correct. And, you know, people have short memories. But I've never forgotten the anger on the face of the corpse as he demanded, ordered people, and tried who knows how many ways to mandate people taking the venom 
in the face of all the death and destruction that was coming from it. And there's no way in hell he don't know because he sits at the top of the information pyramid. He's a CEO. Exactly. So he knows, just like the Congress, they know all these people died. Yeah. But it's a, it's a political decision made by these people, okay, that they are in alignment with all of the death and destruction uh, from the, the venom. There's no way in hell they don't know about all the debilitating effects that this stuff has brought people. <clears throat> but yet, they continue to push it, and now they're telling you now it's going to be a deadly baby virus that's going to kill a lot of babies that's getting ready to come before it even get here. How do they know? Are they putting it there? Bingo. And that's another reason to remove all of the politicians that are advocating this stuff because they're telling on themselves. There's no way in hell you could say this so-called vaccine is doing anything for anybody because even the people that make it have had to admit that it ain't stopping the transmission and it ain't stopping you from getting it. It's literally doing nothing but killing people. And you can look at the death actuaries. Uh, that's the documentation that the uh, insurance companies follow because they have to pay out. So and when look, the insurance look companies at all the stop, doctors. Mm-hmm. Well, the doctors ain't going to no, tell you nothing. Say, no, I'm talking they about the ones you that have. Came, you, we got some that, have, that came out from the beginning and spoke up and, and told us what was going on. That told is correct, the but they were basically censored or fired had their license jacked away from them, even though it's now been determined that all those people that lost their jobs got to get paid uh, back with back pay. Because what they did was not lawful. They're not following no law. They're doing whatever the hell they want to do. (laughs) Look. The FBI told the Congress to kiss his ass. Right? Ain't that's what these hearings just showed? Mm-hmm. Again, we started this program out there with the IRS a team that was investigating Hunter, Hunter Biden, Tyrone Biggums, for the last four years, all got fired. They got taken off the case because they said the Justice Department was interfering in their work. So where's the law? You see? That's all the more reason that the people need to flex on these bullies. And quit being lazy and fearful. Yeah, well, that's going to cost you big time. You can stay in that world of fear if you want to. The whole point is 
The reason that they're fearful is because they haven't taken the time to understand that the vast majority of people ain't buying none of this. That's what the boycotts are telling everybody. All gangster. <laughs> they don't really have no power. The emperor has no clothes. And when the people flex on them, they're going to move and get out the way because they are the real cowards. Yeah. Check this out, Bear. <clears throat> Let me show you how this works. Because, see, they're not going to stop. The bully don't stop until you whoop his ass. That's when the bully stops. In the meantime, what they piping into your head... <laughs> Oh, <coughs> let me get some water here. What they're piping into the heads of the people is rockabye baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, our black asses will drop. They want to put us to sleep, which means that you they have just like them. Yeah. All right? But our, our role is to awaken people. Right. Damn the woke And it don't have to be, and it don't have to be everybody, but it's enough to get the job done. There's not a city in this country that don't have a million people in it. I'm talking about a major city. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, most cities got what? Three, four, five million people. I'm talking about the, the major cities. Mm-hmm. If, if one million of those people just showed up, pick a location anywhere, and just had signs, uh, carried signs that said, our government is criminal. And needs to be treated as such. Nothing else. That would put the fear of God into all of these people. Because they say for every phone call that somebody calls into Congress, is treated as 10. Because each caller has uh, at least 10 people that they're close to that they can tell uh, whatever the subject matter is that they're calling about. So if a million people in all the major cities stood up and said, we ain't having it no more, that's 10 million people per city. There's nothing that scares the hell out of politicians like 10 million people. Because most of them only get a fraction, not even close to 10 million. Remotely close. You got a lot of black politicians that get elected with 50 and 60,000 votes. That's it. People have the power. It's always been like that. But the people who are in power want to keep you as woke as possible. They want to put you as close to sleep as they possibly can. Because that's how they control you. 
and we've said for decades it is the information age. And those people who have the most accurate information will basically become uh, dictators of policy. On, on the Internet, they call them influencers. These are the people that have access to the information. I'm not arguing whether they're influencing one side or the other. The mere fact that they have a large part uh, or body of information gives them legitimacy with their group of people. Okay? So this is the information age, which means that there's only two groups of people. And man, believe me, the powers that be are frightened to death about the level of support that alternative media is getting. They frightened to death because they know that five to ten million citizen journalists is very difficult to stop. The only way you're going to stop them is take full control of the Internet. And as we told well, they you, have them. they're already working to do that. Go ahead, Ben. No, I'm just going to say they haven't been able to stop so far the, the citizen journalist that's on the uh, Internet. That's how the world is getting out through the Internet. That is correct. And they're being supported. That's the key point. Mm-hmm. See, Washington Post lost a half a million pres- uh, subscribers to their newspaper. You see? But every time you turn around, it's media, mainstream media people citing the Washington Post and the New York Times. <laughs> It's amazing. But yet nobody believes those papers. Or no logical thinking person believes them. Okay? Because now, just like Budweiser, right? And I think that the people are sufficiently informationally nourished to understand the whole satanic part of this thing, Bear. I know. Yes. Ten years ago, no way in hell could you get anybody to believe that Satanists were actually running the country. Because Obama's a Satanist, too. Mm -hmm. That's just ten years ago. Okay. Uh, hold on a second there. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. Don't forget to uh, send Dr. Robert X a donation through his GoFundMe, and his GoFundMe page is on the Truth to Power page. <laughs> He's given us the information. And we can take it upon ourselves to do even more research. Yeah. But at least he's taking us to the starting line. 
Okay. There. Family. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example today of just what I'm talking about. Now, we all know about what went down at Target, right? Oh, uh, except week. for me. I'm in, my, I'm in my bubble. What happened at Target? <laughs> no, you ain't in that bubble, babe, not on this, because uh, you and I talked about it last week. Oh, okay. About That's something we talked about. Mm-hmm. Okay. They turning out a LGBT clothing line for children. Oh, that one. Okay. Remember, All right. ten years ago, they were removing the uh, uh, male female clothing line. Twenty. I'm talking about for children. But it's selling unisex stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty years ago, they started. Uh, Actually, almost 30 years ago, you could see them blurring the lines between men's clothing and women's clothing. Okay? You could literally see it. In the, I even talked to some sisters about the clothes, and they were telling me when they were going to buy clothes, their clothes started to look like men's clothes. But after that, they came out with the unisex so that the lines between the clothing of the males and the females blurred. And then just before Obama came out of office, they came out with the the skinny jeans. And I said then, this is homosexual wear. It's homo wear. That's what they really ought to call it. Okay, because ain't no man got no business wearing no skin tight ass pants. Right. So now look what happens today, Bear family. Target execs hold emergency meeting to avoid a, quote, bird light situation, unquote, after hiring trans. Satanist to design satanic kids pride clothing. Did you take all that in, Bab? I know that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Let me repeat it again. Target execs hold emergency meetings. To avoid a bird light situation after hiring trans Satanists to design satanic kids pride clothing. Now, how does Target, what's their methodology? for picking a trans-Satanist to design satanic clothing for children. How do you go about, what do you pick up the yellow pages and uh, go into this, uh, uh, the S section for satanic trans-designers? No, they had to have That's a the, contract. No, but the point is, Bill, they, they, 
you don't hire a satanic trans, right, designer mm-hmm. by accident. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I mean. It's some kind that. of contract being formed. Right. Okay. But they again, 10 years ago, them. you couldn't make people believe people like Barack Obama was engaged in Satanism. You you understand what I'm saying? Now they they unveiling the Baphomet all over the damn place. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm laughing yeah. because they were unveiling it at state capitals by twenty fifteen. They wasn't doing it in uh Hoboken, New Jersey. They was doing it in the state capitals around the country. Started at Harvard. Okay? So look now. uh, And by the way, fam, this is from the Gateway Pundit today. You can go there and pull up your article and look at the, just the absolutely uh, fantastic photographs that they got up there of the satanic a trans designer. All right. And here's what they say. Target is facing a backlash. That's why they had the emergency meeting immediately. So that they don't get caught up in a Bud Light situation. Well, what's happening with Bud Light there? They're being boycotted. They're on the verge of bankruptcy. Yeah. Already. You see what happened to Netflix? Did remember when they tried to uh, sexualize little little bitty girls? What happened to them? They had the they same emergency it. meeting, didn't they? Yeah. Well, why did they have that emergency meeting at Netflix? By the way, Obama was there then, uh, in the hierarchy of Netflix on the board. Recall what happened. The subscribers dropped dramatically overnight. Right? And then they apologized to the people. Now, Bud Light didn't apologize. (laughs) And they're on the verge of bankruptcy. Disney didn't apologize. As a matter of fact, Disney doubled down. They went got the LGBT CEO or owner, uh, the owner, a woman. Uh, she said she had two LGBT children, and she was looking out for their interests. She didn't give a damn uh, about the people complaining about Mickey Mouse being a faggot. (laughs) She was looking out for her children because they both non-gender binary or some old crazy nonsense. And what has been happening to Disney? Every 60 days, they got to lay off another large group of people. 
And that same thing is repeating itself all over the place in media, in corporate America, because all of these corporations have to adhere to ESG. Right? Environmental, social, uh, governance. ESG. Being pushed by BlackRock, the money boys, and the bankers. Now, I told people, one of the last places you want to be in terms of your money is in J.P. Morgan Chase. There's no way in hell I would be banking with J.P. Morgan Chase. Well, Robert X, the other banks are just as bad. Yeah. Uh, Target ain't alone, but you start with Target. So I say let's send a message to Old Testament at J.P. Morgan Chase and pull your funds out of there and put it somewhere else and let's see how they holler. Let's see if they can holler. Because see, Target and Barrett are good, but Target and Barrett go to J.P. Morgan Chase to keep the business running. And that's where all the problems is at, right at the bank. Yes, but you need to hit them before they hit you. Don't wait until they do something stupid, like hire a trans-Satanist to design satanic uh, clothing for children. Hit that bastard while his back is turned. Still on him, in other words. And the chances of you winning the fight are going to increase dramatically if you hit him first. Hit him. Okay? And I guarantee you, that's why you got the emergency meeting, that uh, uh, Goldman Sachs will be on Wall Street the next day or whenever the boycott of J.P. Morgan Chase takes effect. All right? Trying to be nice. And that's what the people are missing. They sitting back and they're in reaction mode. You see? They're in reaction mode. No. Hit them while they back turn. Because they hitting you everywhere while your back is turned. Here's what they say in the article. Target is facing a backlash and calls for a boycott after it was revealed that a designer involved in creating their recent woke pride clothing line has made disturbing statements expressing support for Satanism. Uh, I can't even pronounce this word. Ab Prowlin, an LGBT plus company based in London that sells Satanist merchandise and woke statement t-shirts and pins 
has teamed up with retail giant Target. Ab Prelin is owned by a self-proclaimed trans man named Eric. Quote, this has been so hard to keep quiet, but I can now proudly, proudly announce that you can buy at Prowlin in U.S. Target. Part one of the range includes a messenger bag, a tote, and a sweatshirt. Eric wrote on the brand's Instagram, quote, These have already got the trans folds infuriated with me, and I feel like quite the celebrity to think that they believe this is all some big conspiracy and I have any power to brainwash anyone when I'm just some guy drawing pictures. Now, go and take a look at the pictures that he's drawn. Some of the items in the collection include a hoodie with the phrase, Cure Transphobia, Not Trans People. A tote bag with the phrase, Too Queer for Here. And a messenger bag with the phrase, We Belong Everywhere. They say, there are depictions of pentagrams, horned skulls, and references to devils on some of Apralin's other merchandise. Quote, being called a demon is something I can cope with. And the idea of a trans demon is pretty damn cool. Most of my work focuses on gothic or dark and satanic imagery, justice posed with bright colors and LGBT plus positive messages, Eric wrote last year. In Eric's opinion, the pastel goth pride collection is Apralon's crowning achievement. Quote, it started with the pen, Satan represents pronouns, unquote. Eric said, quote, I've been drawn to creepy stuff since I was a child. And there's something so magical, pleasing, and fun about pastel colors, unquote. Quote, Satan respects pronouns is a fun way to show your pride. A lot of LGBT people have found that Christianity hasn't always been the most welcoming to them and find solace and humor in the idea that Satan would. Well, how do you know? Unquote. Now, here's what I'd like for Eric to do. Go to an Arab country. Go to a Muslim country with your stuff, okay? Go to China with your stuff. Go to six-eighths of the world's population outside of the insanity of the European West, which is not very large. And see what you get, Eric. Okay? And then they show you uh, a picture of the goat's head that says, Satan respects pronouns. Okay, so again, Target is a huge retail store, right? So 
How out of all the people, unless they did this purposely, would they happen to run into a self-professed Satanist, Eric? The answer is, this is no accident. They're very much aware of what's going on with Bud, and they decided to do it anyway. There's no way in hell corporate America ain't looking at what happened with Bud. That was the number one beer brand in the country, and they're on the verge of bankruptcy. So now there's an all-out call for boycott of Target. And let's just see what happens to them. Or are the people going to punk out because they had an emergency meeting? All right? They are ultra- Worried. I've heard things that I'm not at liberty to repeat right now because I need to take a further look and to see if if this stuff is really true. I'm talking good stuff about the imminent collapse, for instance, of the World Economic Forum. And that's why the story came out on Bill Gates. Bill Gates is just below the ultimate hierarchy of the world. He's just below that. That's why he got his hands in everything. And they literally exposing him as a pedophile. They ain't used the word. Well, it seems like to me, in order for you to be in that religion, uh, the, sat- the satanic religion, you have to be a pedophile. Because it seems like that's what they are, part of it. That is exactly right. Okay. But these things have been going on for a long time. But they've been in uh, basically in the secret societies. And if you didn't study the secret societies, because in all the secret societies I know of, there is some homosexual activity that uh, 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 that the various members would have to be engaged in. I ain't talking about fake out secret societies. You can go and pull up the movie. Oh wow. Uh, the movie was about the origin of the CIA. And they show you uh, one of the main characters getting invited to join Skull and Bones. As a member of Skull and Bones, he was required to dress in drag. Oh, what's the name of that movie? Uh, that's all right. I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. Okay? But for me, C- 
secret societies like Skull and Bones and the Bilderberg Group go hand in hand. And people got to understand. Go ahead, Ben. So are they indicting the young children, young children when they in college, when they have them to join all of those secret sororities and fraternities and things like that? Yes. Is that the beginning of it? Yes. The thing about the Greek, or the name of that movie, thanks to Brother Derek, was Good Shepherd, The Good Shepherd. Okay. Really good CIA movement, a CIA movie. Now, you got to read between the lines on some of that stuff. Okay? But that was a real good movie. So, again, for people like me, man, I go back to the 80s, and I'm hearing about the Bilderberg Group, right? And, of course, I heard it through Steve Coakley. And it makes you want to go and take a look because you hear about secret societies and back in them days, again, this is when the information was extremely or access to information was extremely rare. Extremely rare. What was interesting was it was so rare, but you could always find it being talked about as they uh, neared their annual conferences. Same with Bohemian Grove. I know because I did the research on it years ago. You could find it in uh, media like the Washington Post and the New York Times. But if you didn't know it exists, why would you look for it? (laughs) You see, that's the conundrum. So you first have to become aware that such a thing exists, and then you will go and look for it. But if you didn't know it exists, why would you look for it? So you could be reading the Washington Post or the New York Times and go right past it. And then you find out that one of the founders of uh, the Bohemian Grove was William Randolph Hearst. Hearst was a media dynasty at at the turn of the last century, early part of the century. I wonder, did he have anything to do with, remember his daughter got kidnapped by these guys and they- That's his granddaughter. Changed her, oh, that was his granddaughter. Yes, Patty Hearst. Right. That was so-called kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Liberation Army mm-hmm. and made to hold up banks. Yeah. The reason that they kidnapped her was because of the history of her granddaddy. Okay. But he was one of the founders of Bohemian Grove. And, of course, they had they you know, get-naked rituals and all this kind of stuff, right? Well, the Bilderberg Group is on of a similar vein, with the exception, I think, is that from its inception, 
it was basically oriented toward the Nazis. Now, they would call it E-N-A-T-O instead of E-N-A-Z-I. But when you look at the policies that were being implemented, it mirrors what the Nazi party was doing. It mirrored that. So that's why, family, Sister Bear, it's very important to to understand that document from the ADL that we got into yesterday. Because everything that the ADL was doing with no authorization to do it, and nobody has spent 20 minutes in jail, these are the people, the institutions, that are manipulating everything right now. They're the ones that label the people. They were involved in social media early on, uh, determining who is legitimate and who's not, who is a white supremacist. And, and understand, the label white supremacist had nothing to do with skin color. Because they labeling black people as white supremacists, Hispanics as white supremacists. The white boy that went up there and shot up uh, the mall, they called him a white supremacist. You got an Arab that just ran into one of the pillars at, at, at the White House, one of the little stop things. And, you know, he supposedly got out of his truck and had a huge Nazi flag. Who in the hell does that, there? Who does something like that? They immediately label him a white supremacy. And then the Department of Homeland Security sends out a directive on white supremacy. After the corpse goes to Howard and screams at the black people that y'all, y'all better be aware of this white supremacy, without telling the black people that he's a major cog in the system of white supremacy. That's why he is where he is. Secretive Bilderberg gathering of global elites kicks off. See who's attending and what they're discussing. It's from the Epoch Times. And Brother... Uh, Wes alluded to this yesterday. And you're never really going to find out uh, uh, what the subject matter is. There was one guy, this guy named Jim Tucker. And uh, where there's another guy, Hispanic dude, but he's a, he's a communist. That doesn't impugn uh, his reputation. I can't think of his name. But uh, he's been writing about the Bilderberg meeting for quite some time too. But the white boy, Jim Tucker, basically goes back to the 70s in tracking what the Bilderbergs were doing. And they would always label him as a bircher of the John Birch Society. Because as I kept, as I keep saying, the John Birch Society was exposing the stuff that was going on inside the United Nations in conjunction 
with organizations like the ADL, right, the World Jewish Congress, the World Jewish Committee. And so automatically they're going to be labeled anti-Semitic because they're looking at the people with the influence, and it was these organizations. So, yes, the ADL will subsequently infiltrate them to remove them once they gave them the label. That's what they do. It's straight character assassination and slander, and they get away with it because the people were basically victims of the nursery rhyme, Bear. Rock-a-bye baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, all our asses may drop. Black, white, green, and indifferent. So they they have to have the racism thing in there in order to make white supremacy fly. You see? You can't call it white supremacy unless they're uh, black victims. And they don't have enough of them, unfortunately for them. And a lot of black people are waking up. They say in the article, the 69th Bilderberg meeting, a secretive conclave of global power brokers, has kicked off in Lisbon, Portugal, with issues on the agenda including transnational threats, artificial intelligence, and America's leadership in world affairs. This year's meeting, the latest in the series that began in 1954, my birth year, right, See, they didn't know when they was giving birth to that. My mama was giving birth to me. And I'm here to end their birth as they try to end mine. Okay? They say, this year's meeting, the latest in the series that began in 1954, continues to blur the lines between open diplomacy and clandestine elitism as political political leaders brush shoulders with industry bigwigs, media barons, and finance tycoons. As usual, the details of their discussions remain obscured by the Chatham House Rules, a protocol that gives participants the discretion to use the information gleaned from the talks, but forbids the identification of speakers or participants ensuring anonymity. Among the major topics slated for discussion are artificial intelligence, the banking system, energy transition, and industry policy and trade. Other high-priority issues include the geopolitical landscapes of Europe, China, India, Russia, and Ukraine, along with NATO and America's global leadership. And it's, I find it interesting that they put Ukraine in there. As Ukraine almost don't exist anymore. Two-thirds of it is gone. It's under Russian control. 
They say the topic of U.S. leadership, which last appeared on the Bilderberg agenda in 2018, comes as China and Russia have ramped up their efforts to reduce reliance on the U.S. dollar as the world's preeminent reserve currency. The agenda outlined by the group is as follows. AI, banking system, China, energy transition, Europe, fiscal challenges, India, uh, industrial policy and trade, NATO, Russia, transnational threats, Ukraine, and U.S. leadership. They say the array of global influential figures include, include NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg with the dynamics of global security cooperation in sharp focus as the war in Ukraine continues with no end in sight. Also on the security front, attending the meeting, are Avril Haynes, U.S. Director of National Intelligence, and Thomas Wright, Senior Director for Strategic Planning at the National Security Council. Now understand, family, for many, many decades, up until I would say the 2000s, anybody had mentioned the Bilderberg conferences outside of the Washington Post, New York Times, you know, this standard major newspapers, was, was called a conspiracy theorist, even though they wrote articles about it. And so you can imagine how I feel. It's like when when Obama won the election, every major newspaper, you can go and check it out for yourself. Every major newspaper had a headline dealing with the New World Order. Every major newspaper. around the world. You can go check it out for yourself. But prior to that, if you said it, you're a conspiracy theorist. Now, keep that in mind as people like me who've been talking about this stuff for decades and decades, right? When nobody didn't know what it was, didn't want to hear about it, really. Because once you find out, you can't unfind out. Information to people, if you really want to change somebody, I use Malcolm as an example. Information is to people what water is to a plant. Okay? It's food for the human psyche. It raises your level of understanding, and nobody, and I do mean nobody, nobody wants to not know in spite of what people tell you. Everybody wants to know. All right? They say there's no shortage of political leaders, including Roberta Metzola, president of the European Parliament, Mark Rutte, Prime Minister of the Netherlands, and Finland's outgoing Prime Minister, Santa Marin, who lost an election but continues to serve part of a caretaker government 
until the new cabinet is formed. Also attending is Sam Altman, CEO of OpenAI, the creator of artificial intelligence chatbox, chatbot ChatGPT that has grabbed headlines for its potential to replace humans in jobs. Other prominent tech figures include Satya Nadella, CEO of Microsoft, Alex Cart, CEO of Palantir Technologies, and former Google CEO Eric Schmidt, Albert Bourla, CEO of Pfizer, is also on the list of participants, as is Thiel Capital founder Peter Thiel and John Waldron, president of Goldman Sachs. Also in attendance, Didier Renders, European Commission for Justice, Alexander Schallenberg, Austria's Minister for European and International Affairs, and Ukraine Foreign Minister Dmytro Kuliba. Kuliba, noticeably, has been at the forefront of efforts to bolster Western backing for Ukraine in its conflict with Russia. He recently took part in a meeting of 27 European Union foreign ministers where he called for the provision of long-range artillery ammunition and the opening of talks for Ukraine's potential accession to the EU. They say, while the Bilderberg meeting is touted as a private informal gathering devoid of any official capacity, the implications of such a potent concentration of power uh, have been the subject of scrutiny. They say the secrecy surrounding the meeting has given rise to a number of unproven theories, including that Bilderberg attendees are behind the creation of the European Union or the invasion of Iraq. Uh, and they absolutely were and are. Okay. But they use sister mechanisms to take the heat off of them. But the decisions are made at, they call them confabs, global confabs. The decisions are made here at the global confabs. Then they give a list of participants that I won't go into. Uh, But at the very top of the list, and believe me, you got uh, people uh, like Ann Applebaum, staff writer for The Atlantic. Of course, they mentioned Sam Altman, right? But these are the mucky mucks, the uh, people from like Mark Carney, vice chair of Brookfield Asset Management. In other words, there are no lightweights here. Okay, these are senior people in government and finance, if not the very top of the line with these people, okay? But the very first person that they mentioned, Sister Bev, family, is Stacey Abrams, like Brother West said yesterday. She at the top of the list, Hmm. okay? So you got her there. Net ain't been... 
no resume outside of running for office and running them out. Right? Among all these ministers of this and professor emeritus of that and all that kind of thing, there she is and has done nothing but lose elections. And check this out. Let me ask the family if you've heard of this particular company because she's the CEO of it. It's called Sage Works Production. Sage Works Production. She's the CEO. Can somebody tell me what the hell that is? <laughs> and how does that get you in the Bilderberg Group? Okay. What that tells you is even though she's a born loser, because that's pretty much what she's done in her political career, and she always gets backed by the elite and the mainstream media, always, and she always loses. But yet, there she is at the Bilderberg meeting with a fake unheard of Sage Works Production that she's the CEO of and that tells you they have further plans for her. Okay? She won't get there by way of the people because she's not a very likable person. She'll get there through appointments. Okay? That's how they do it. Now, let's go here because, and again, they got an entire list of the people that were there in this article. I won't go through the whole list. They already named, son. That's enough for me. Because in in line with the Bilderberg group and this distinguished uh, demonic history, There's another organization that just had its anniversary as well. And and this is one that you wouldn't find written outside or written about outside of books. And that's called the Club of Rome that you've heard me talk about, Bear. As a matter of fact, Bear. Uh, you and I, back around 2009, mm-hmm. 2010, one of the earlier programs we did was dealing with climate change in the Club of Rome. Yeah. And back then, just like, you know, in the circle that I run in, when you say the Club of Rome, people think you're talking about a secret society inside the Vatican. And when we mentioned Cornel West last week, Bear, that he was a mm-hmm. member of one of these subsidiary, the name of the organization that we found out through the research that he was a part of was the Club of Budapest. The Club of Budapest. See, I didn't know about the other uh, clubs that were connected to the Club of Rome because when I was uh, looking at and researching the Club of Rome, these other little clubs didn't exist. 
And in doing that research, I found that it was connected to something uh, that dealt with, uh, I think, the French or Italian elite. Again, this is a long time ago. Called the Bellagio Group. The Bellagio Group. B-E-L-L-A-G-I-O Group. And then that will take you to some very affluent uh, European families. All right. So the Club of Rome uh, just celebrated its 50th year of existence. Okay. 50 years. And the title of this article dealing with it is called The Club of Rome at 50 Years Old. It's from bombthrower.com. Bombthrower.com. Briefly in this article, well, maybe, yeah, okay, because I want to get to the one after this that's really, really, I think, is excellent, because you're going to see a lot of what's going on, and you know, Bear, we always tell people, if you really want to find out about how fake this so-called climate change is, you know, used to be global warming, et cetera, et cetera. Go back to the founding of the Club of Rome. Because this is the daddy of that movement. Okay? Here's what they say in the article. I used to believe the following tenets of the Club of Rome. I did so for about four years, from the age of 22 to 26 until I woke up from echo-doomism. It's apparent that millions have been sucked into this cult and have never found a way out. Yet, indeed, echo-doomism is the world's leading cause of depression, suicide, sexual ambiguity, non-replacement, and cultural, cultural enemy. It is immediately the cause of Policies designed to immiserate the population uh, vis-a-vis the Dutch government putting farms out of business to control world atmosphere nitrogen levels, which is ridiculous, okay? They say, here are the doctrines of the Club of Rome circa 1972. Look familiar? Number one is that the environment, environmental impact of human society had become heavier between 1900 and 1972 due to both an increase in the number of humans and the amount of resources consumed and pollution generated per person per year. Okay. This is basically the limits to growth, okay? And limits to growth basically had six major tenets. The one I just gave you is the first one. The second one says that our planet is physically limited and that humanity cannot continue to use more physical resources and generate more emissions than nature is capable of supplying 
in a sustainable manner. In addition, it will not be possible to rely on technology alone to solve the problem as this will only delay reaching the carrying capacity of the planet by a few years. So these madmen have decided that they are the arbiters of how many people can live on the planet. Okay? Because of the planet's limited resources. Well, if the planet has limited resources, uh, people starving to death or people dying uh, because of of mass outbreaks of disease, etc., should take care of itself. Just like a herd of buffalo left to their own devices, that herd is automatically because of predators, mountain lions, etc., are going to prey on some of those buffalo. So the herd will be thinned. Uh, based on nature's protocols. All right? The flip side of these people who claim that they are the arbiters of nature says that you can't eat meat anymore because that's not sustainable. Y'all following me here? What nature normally does in, in its course of action Man has now said they're going to be the arbiters of nature. So they're going to dictate what you can eat, if you can eat, and how much you can eat, among other things. Now, you can put digital currency right in that mix, okay? Uh, Matter of fact, you can put the digitalization of society, including the people, as a part of that mix, all right, and all the controls that come with it. Number three, from the limits of growth, the authors caution that it is possible and even likely that the human ecological footprint will overshoot the carrying capacity of the planet, further explaining that this would likely occur due to significant delays in global decision-making while growth continued, bringing the human footprint into unsustainable territory. Now, as a point to all of this, you can throw in there the bribing of the Chinese such that they would be given conditions that only male children, for the most part, could be born or allowed to be born in China for a specific or determined amount of time, and that as a part of that as well, the uh, Chinese married couples 
would only be allowed to have a specific amount of children. I don't recall if it was 1.5 or 2 or whatever, but it wasn't more than that. And if a Chinese woman got pregnant and already had that limit, they would automatically give that woman an abortion. And as a result of that policy, there's an overwhelming majority of Chinese men and not enough Chinese women because the girls were killed because the men were considered uh, 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 breadwinners, okay? They could basically bring in money for the average Chinese family. So if you had a choice between a boy and a girl, you're going to have a boy. It's a cultural thing. Now they find themselves short on women. All right. Maybe we can send some of these Black Lives Matter lesbians over to China and see how they like that. Since they are maybe, uh, aligned maybe that's with why the they did Chinese it. Communist Party politically. Go ahead, Bear. Maybe that's why they did it in the first place. Because they know when they got up of age, they was going to have this LGB stuff going on. They ain't having that in China. Oh, they ain't having remember. that in China. No, Bear, remember, they basically said now they're encouraging people to have more uh, babies because they need the women. Okay? And they mm-hmm. banned sissified looks like Michael Jackson, remember? <laughs> You remember that? That was I remember, about six seven I months remember ago. When the, yeah, but I remember when they were uh, when they did that when they was getting aborting the baby girls and the women's. Cause I think it only had two children or something at that time. Now they mm-hmm. grew up, but they they don't allow any sissified image. That's their word. Mm-hmm. They don't allow sissified images in their culture. But I mean, if, if if just say if me and you were sitting down and we was planning this, wouldn't we have thought about what was going to happen twenty years down the road? It's going to be more men than women. Uh, that was automatic. So that's automatic. What I'm saying. I mean, but they were so built in China during this time. Do? This goes back to the sixties, though, oh. when. When uh, yeah, okay. Henry Kissinger basically went to China and what they, what, what was it called? Um, detente? Was it detente? No. I forget, it may have been detente. I forget the name, but this was when uh, China first opened up to America. Mm-hmm. Okay, under Richard Nixon. And so yeah. as part of the conditions for accepting U.S. technology, or basically, We'll build your country, okay, but here's what we expect back from you. So they begin from that point to move all of the manufacturing out of this country. It was based on that deal between Henry Kissinger, who was really working for the Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Secretary of State was his above-the-board uh, job, but... Like Nixon, Nixon worked for the Rockefellers when he lost the Ke- uh, when he lost the Kennedy 
1960. He went to work for the Rockefellers as an attorney. So they nurtured Richard Nixon. And he got a chance to really see how Old Testament worked. So as he's in the White House, part of his uh, uh, them putting him in the White House is for him to take Henry Kissinger, one of the most dangerous bastards on the planet, who just turned 100. Wow, yeah. <laughs> okay, just turned 100 years old. Probably drinking plenty but of blood. You go back and look at the Nixon administration, and there was one thing that he was in fear of. Mm-hmm. And he made it quite clear that it was the Jews who were out to get him. You could see and it they on got his it. face when he, when he was on TV. He was sweating. You could see it. The fear. Yeah, you're talking about doing a debate. That was in nineteen sixty. Oh, you you go that oh, was yeah. in the seventies. You going back you talking about it in the sixties. Yeah, well they 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 basically said that John Kennedy looked cool as a cucumber, wasn't sweating or anything like that. Then they showed Nixon. There was a uh Nixon and Kennedy debate. And then they put the spotlight mm-hmm. on Nixon, and they showed sweat pouring off his head and that kind of thing, and made him look bad. Mm-hmm. Remember that was in black and white back in them days. So okay. uh, they really made him look. The media basically didn't want him. So they wanted Kennedy because he looked good. Now, do you think? That they knew that Kennedy's daddy was a mobster? Yeah, they knew. Before he went into government. Yeah, they knew. Exactly. So uh, later on, Nixon had good reason to sweat because he knew that they were after him. Why? Because he wouldn't follow all of their monetary dictates. So they set him up. And water gated him. Okay? Now, watch this, Bear family. Because there was a situation where Nixon tried to fire the special prosecutor named Archibald Cox. And uh, he wanted the attorney general to do it. Okay? Same thing Trump went through, right? Remember when they tried to get Trump to fire Mueller? Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't do it. He didn't bite. All right? Because they didn't get Nixon for the break-in. They got Nixon for the cover-up. And they called when he tried to fire the attorney general, I mean the special prosecutor, Archibald Cox. They called that period, the Saturday Night Massacre, like the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, because mm-hmm. when Archie, when the Attorney General wouldn't fire him, Nixon went and got, uh, it went all the way down, because 
they made a big old stink out of it because people were resigning in this kind of thing because they wouldn't follow Nixon's orders. They would just resign until he went and got uh, Judge Bork, Robert Bork. Remember, Bill, they tried to put Robert Bork on the Supreme Court? And the Democrats wasn't having it. It was because he was the one that finally followed Nixon's orders from that time. When they prevented Bork from getting on the Supreme Court, I think that was the late 80s or early 90s. I'm not quite, I don't quite re- remember the, the year. But that's why they wouldn't put Robert Bork on the Supreme Court. Now, watch this, Bear. Mm-hmm. What Biden just did in uh, firing all those IRS agents, a whole team of them, that were investigating criminal activities on the part of him and his son is far worse than what they got Nixon for. And they found out that the order to fire all the IRS people came from the Attorney General. The exact same thing that Nixon tried to do, only he wasn't successful. Why? Because the media was against him. They wanted him out of there. Okay, why? Because he was scared to death of Old Testament and talked about it all the time. Why? Because of monetary policies, wage and price controls, and those kinds of things. All right? That's why they got rid of him. Because he stepped on the toes of the money changers. The banker. All right. They begin to take uh, the gold and the silver out of the the, the monetary system. So they begin, family, you young people, they begin to put uh, lead in the money. Nickels and dimes and quarters were like, Silver on one side and brown on the other. You could drop a quarter, and if it was silver, it would sound totally different than if you dropped a quarter and it had that other alloy in it. I say it was lead, but it wasn't lead. It was some other metal. But what that basically said was the money was absolutely valueless, didn't have no more value. You see, before they came with the greenback under Lincoln, they had coins, wasn't no paper, coins, silver dollars, gold pieces, family. Anyway, he upset the money changes, but you can see History looks like it's repeating itself. Keep repeating yeah, what, itself because 
If you believe in the uh, what they, if you believe in the Bible, that's what happened to Jesus. He threw out the money changers, and they killed him. Well, that's really interesting, Bear, because uh, the money, the monetary policy was changed under John F. Kennedy too. And he was getting ready to do some real positive things in terms of the, the monetary policy. Okay, but look, look at the re- look. Nixon gets elected in '68. He wins a landslide in '72. No president has won with a bigger margin. Robert Kennedy was supposed to be the president coming out of '68. Look what we got now, Bear, with the exact same criminal construct in place now, and Robert Kennedy Jr. is running for president. And the media does not want to cover him at all. They're under orders. Give him as little coverage as possible. So here we are, heading into 2024, and the ghost of the Kennedys has reappeared. It's amazing. So I just wanted to throw that little that little bit, those little bits in there because it's all relative. Okay. Now let's go to number four on this limits to growth. Super six. They say once humanity has entered this unsustainable territory, we'll have to move back into sustainable territory, even through, quote, managed decline, unquote. Managed decline. Mm-hmm. Move all the corporations out of the country. Put Old Testament in the school system and drug up the population. They said 19, by 1980, or was it 78? Between 78 and 80, three-quarters of all the households in terms of white people, particularly white women, were on some kind of drug, some pharmaceutical drug. They was handing them out like candy. And these white women were taking these drugs like nobody's business because it was pharmaceutical. And a lot of them got hooked. They didn't know that they was hooked because they got it from the doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, at the same time, that's when they instituted the SSRIs for the black people, right? And to give them them fake psychological designations, right? Now, what because was they this knew, going on? Uh, this is in the late 1970s, 1978, uh, 79, 80, 81, in that time frame. This is when they began to put the psychologists throughout the educational system because it used to be just at the college level, at the high school level, you would have a nurse, and that's it because there were no serious problems. Now you got psychologists. You follow what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. And the psychologists are giving these psychological designations to the children and putting them on SSRIs, and they've made it quite clear that they want to further institute it into preschool, such that if a child cries, he must have a behavioral problem. Therefore, we are going to prescribe a kiddie version of SSRIs for him. Underlying motivation for it was to uh, fill up with what they were doing at this time as well, they decided that we're going to need to do something with all these excess useless people. So they decided to build what they call the prison industrial complex. That started in the late 1970s. And they came up with nice, Fancy names for them like Supermax prisons. Because they knew that the children were basically no longer necessary because they were deindustrializing the country. So the steel mills were moving out and the auto industries were moving a lot of their parts companies. I know I worked for some of them, a Borg Warner. I used to work for Borg Warner could make as much money as I wanted because it was piecework, okay? So uh, back in those days, they moved all of that out of here. They then shut down all the trade schools because what you need trade schools for? See, the trade schools was from the late 60s to the 80s. The 80s roll around, no more trade schools because they're moving the trades out. You see? So now what are we going to do with all them people? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to introduce drug dealing on a large scale, okay, because prior to that, the drug dealing was done by drug dealers, right, for the most part. By the late 70s, early 80s, everybody drug dealing because there are no jobs. Inflation is going through the roof. The Federal Reserve's interest rates in the late 1970s was at 20%. They called the dollar the J.C. Penny under Jimmy Carter. J.C., Jimmy Carter. They called it the J.C. Penny. Okay, so they built the prison industrial complex, flooded the black community, because they literally, I know I was selling it, they literally stopped the importation of marijuana to this country. Okay, all the marijuana that was being sold in this country was domestic. They stopped all that Jamaican and Colombian redbird and all that uh, Acapulco gold, they stopped all of that weed from coming in here. Jamaican ganja, they stopped it all and created their own domestic weed market, and it didn't quite work. They even scared the hell out of the people with the spraying of paraquat. And the media blew it up. Don't smoke this paraquat. 
uh, lace weed because it'll make your lungs bleed. Other component to the whole drug thing uh, for your consumption family, read the politics of heroin in Southeast Asia. The politics of heroin in Southeast Asia. That's by Albert McCoy, I think, and Peter Dale Scott. Uh, but you can see that somebody was interrupting the drug flow because all of a sudden uh, it was dry all over the country, and even the media talked about it, Bear. The media talked about how dry it was. You could hardly find no weed because they were flooding the country with cocaine. Is that is and that from when the, Frank Lucas? Is that when Frank Lucas was bringing it over? No, Frank uh, Lucas was the heroin. He was heroin. That's the sixties. Oh, he was at, okay. That's sixties. Okay. This is the government. This is the government. Okay. The government is running the cartels out of Mexico, and uh, uh, Central America. They running the cartels. That's why you have people like Barry Seal. Remember Barry Seal and Air America mm-hmm. and all that? That's the government, the CIA. Mm-hmm. They running the cocaine now. You see? So by the mid-1970s, they done made cocaine the drug of choice. It was in all the movies. How about, say hello to my little friend. Mm-hmm. Scarface. Yeah. All being run by the CIA and the intelligence community. And they got caught. But it didn't matter. But before they came with the crack, it was free based. Okay? So they needed to expand the market. Then they came with the crack. And along with the crack came all of the sophisticated weaponry straight from the government coffers. But all of that was to create the violence, the mega violence that existed all over this country. People just killing each other for control of of, uh, uh, drug territory. And the government was locking them up, and the prison industrial complex was just growing by leaps and bounds. Okay? And Biden was right in the middle of it, rubbing his hands like a big-ass blowfly. The consequence of deindustrializing the country, they built up a prison system to put all the people who were involved in the drug trade. And then they strengthened the laws to the point that they put your ass in jail, you'd never get out. We deal with a very diabolical group of people. Go ahead, Beth. But at least, you, you know, the way you broke it down, we see in the strategy of their warfare against the people. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. People see it now. Right. Okay. We, we said they was going to, once they got through with the crack, they was going to come with something else. Because what they're doing is taking people on highs and lows. Heroin was a high, but it was a low. So when they tried to remove the heroin as a major uh, drug of choice, which they did by bringing in the cocaine, they took people up. Okay? Heroin is a downer. You go nod, and okay? Cocaine is a upper. You feel like you can stay up for a week. People were, um, they looked like to me that the, the heroin was for the the low end of the people, the poor people, and the cocaine, you had to have a little money to get to be used in cocaine. Yeah, well, Bill, let me tell you something. There was a whole mm-hmm. lot of white hypes, heroin addicts, bunch mm-hmm. of them. All right, all over Hollywood and everywhere, mm-hmm. shooting up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, it was given a black face. Okay. Oh, oh it, just man. like they're doing today. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Okay. All right, because if you look at who's really fallen dead from a lot of the synthetic drugs, because these ain't even real drugs. Now these, since crack, these are. A synthetic drugs. Mm-hmm. These aren't real drugs. Look like they're part. Uh, they were manufactured using some kind of computer program. Because I said back then, what poor black person do you know sitting up in a laboratory and decide I'm gonna make something and we're gonna call it crack? <laughs> Who does that? The drug dealer don't do that because he's into moving his supply. He ain't into trying to find some new drug. That's for the chemist. That was a plan. Crack cocaine was a plan. It wasn't accidental. And they filled the prisons up to the brim. But it solved the problem of the abundance of young black males out here with nowhere to go because ain't no jobs. They done moved them all to China. Now, of course, you can put the sisters. Well, what the sisters doing at this time? Well, there's a consistent campaign to demonize black men and elevate black women. See, all this is part of the same program. It's not separate. Because a lot of a lot of the sisters was going to college back then, too. They was, that, that's was all by design because they took the Black yeah. Panther Party program of child care and began to give yeah. women child care free. Because mm-hmm. as long as you got child care, they can basically control your children, and you're going to be taking birth control pills that they also gave you free. You understand? So you ain't going to be having no babies because now you you done got used to going to the mall on the weekend and buying stuff. And you like to buy stuff. You love to buy stuff. So you're going to go get an abortion. So you like to buy stuff. Now, you put all of the different birth control methods that they put out here at that time in a very short period of time. 
okay? Because they're trying to do their best to implement what we're talking about right now, the Club of Rome dictates. Too many people, too few resources. So we got to come with some sustainable development because this is all about population control, all of it. Put the men's asses in jail, okay, and put the women in college. Don't teach them nothing about what's really happening, but give them a degree anyway so they'll feel good about running the cash register uh, at a clothing store. I literally know women right now who are running cash registers and got college degrees. Okay? So when they deindustrialized the country back in the 70s, they're in a new phase now. Because they don't want the industry back here, right? Uh, because you run into environmental, so-called environmental dictates. And under the so-called carbon system, right, that they're trying to implement, you're going to be allotted a certain amount uh, of carbon credits, right? And if you want to uh, be in business, it's going to cost you dramatically uh, because you're going to have to buy carbon credits from somebody who has credits that they didn't use. And all that's going to be done, they call it the carbon exchange. That's Barack Obama, Al Gore, and all of them. They set up the carbon exchange. Remember we dealt with this some year, over 10 years ago. 12, 13 years ago, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're going to be selling carbon credits to people. Anybody that overuses their carbon credits, of course, with the social credit system, you're in trouble. That means breathing. Breathing. Don't you dare take more than X number of breaths <laughs> per hour. Whoever thought that, that you were going to be charged for air, you know, to get it's a insane, air in your tire. <laughs> exactly. There. Look how much it costs to put air in your tire today. When you could, when I was a kid, you could grow up. When I was growing up, you could go to any gas station and, and get the air holes and put some air in your tire if you got a flat tire on your right. bicycle or whatever. Right. Not anymore. They've turned it into an industry. Yeah. Isn't Two and three dollars for some ass. Seventy-five. Mm, one up that high, Lord. Oh, bear. That's in <laughs> Chicago. You know it's higher in places like New York and California, as everything else is higher. Can you imagine putting up to a gas station, got to pay four dollars for some ass? But all of this, as I keep saying, all of this stuff is connected. None of it, the the illegal immigrants on the border, all this is connected. Everything I'm telling you is connected to the same thing. Why are they coming here by the hundreds of millions and there are no jobs? 
Well, isn't that what they did when they took over the land from the original people here? Didn't they come over in groves like that and took over the land? Uh, this is a little different, Bev. But yes, to some degree, yes. But this is a little different. Because not only are they do they not want to bring any kind of industry back here based on uh, fake statutes, not laws, statutes that put on uh, that people got to adhere to uh, from the EPA. Ain't no, uh, that's not government. The laws come from the Congress. No, we just run game on them. Until they find out what we're doing, and that's what they've been doing, running games. Yeah. So, but it prevented people from being able to compete in terms of manufacturing with China and their slave labor. You see, once they begin to mass produce the robots. There is nothing, and I'm going to tell you, truck driving, construction, we were talking about this at least 10 years ago, okay? Uh, We don't need no more truck drivers. They're driving themselves. They don't stop, don't take no washroom breaks, uh, don't get lost. The trucks are going to be driven by AI. Robots. Don't need no people. We don't need no people in no damn uh, cornfields pulling no corn. We got a fleet of robots that can take care of all that. We can call the uh, call the robots the the Roth Black, the Roth Black Brigade. Just turn them loose in the field. They pick all that damn corn. What do you need one of our dads for? And pick a field. Pick a field. Pick a profession. You think that they're not going to put robots in there. Pick a profession. You can't even go and buy no nookie. From a human no more That's going to be verboten Births are going to be Take place in the lab Not in no woman's stomach No That's over with You want you some nook nook You got to get you a robot Ain't that what they're doing already Okay, you women, you are uh, sexually frustrated. We got four or five different models from for you. Johnny Long, medium, large, and extra large. Take your pick. And for you men, we got Susie Squeeze for you. Okay. Now they don't went to all this extent. And back in the day, Bev, 
the women was uh, young girls were worrying about a, a getting a what do they call it a, a easy baked oven. Mm-hmm. No, easy baked oven my ass. That's over with. They sexualizing the children at four or five. By the time the children get eight or nine, uh, the little girls, gonna, I mean the little boys, gonna want uh, Susie Squeeze's daughter. You know they go manufacture one. Okay, and the women are going to get the junior version of Johnny Long, medium, short, and large, and extra large. You know that's what they're going to do because that's what they do. All right? And I ain't talking about 100 years down the road here. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, okay? And it won't necessarily be the face of, of, of Martin Rothblatt, all right? They're going to put somebody else's face on there, thank God. But, yeah, the robots are going to be mass-produced because the people are no longer necessary. That's transhumanism, Okay? Let, let me go back to these messages here because I'm running off at the mouth. I wasn't supposed to say any of that. I'm supposed to stay here because this stuff gets even better. It says, once humanity, has, this is number four, once humanity has entered this unsustainable territory, we'll have to move back into sustainable territory. You know, they're my favorite words, Bev, and I tell everybody all the time. Uh, where people call it Agenda 21, that's new school. I'm old school. I read all this stuff 40 years ago. So I refer to it in its original language. It's called sustainable development. Okay? Because all you got to do is look at those words, sustainable development. Don't develop nothing that you can't sustain. And the elite are the ones who are making those decisions. That's the system you see being put in place right now. When they locked every damn body down, when they locked everybody down, what did they call the people who were allowed to go out and work? Do you remember there? Uh, one maybe um, the uh, what, what do you call that? The people who the Amalans people and uh, yes, but they had a people. specific title that they gave oh, yeah. these people. Respond. Like they were necessary. They the the responders. No, no, no. There was another word or phrase that they used to describe Mm -hmm. these people, okay? Like they were necessary, right? So they shut down the churches and all this kind of stuff, but they kept the liquor store open, right? They kept the damn liquor store open. Did they call them essential workers? Exactly. Okay, that's chat room. That's correct. Thanks, Brother Derek. Yeah, because they were essential, okay, until it came time for them to get the venom. Then they let them know, oh, we fooled your ass. You really weren't uh, essential. We just need to use you to get everybody else because we know you go, you're a good little order taker, all you police and you healthcare professionals. And then when they came for you, you started bitching and moaning, didn't they, Bear? Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't, we don't want to take no shot. 
because now they didn't seen all these people, particularly in the nursing profession or in the healthcare uh, profession. They looking at all these people coming into these hospitals and being assassinated, murdered. They looking at people falling dead, including their coworkers, coming down with all kind of diseases that ain't nobody had in two hundred years. So now they don't want to take the shot. <laughs> but they would hold you down and lock you up in these hospitals, right? Because that's just, just doing my job, just doing my job. Sorry. Really wish I didn't have to do it, but it's my job. And the police were the worst. They were the worst. Okay. Let's go back to the, the, the article. They say the fifth message is one of hope. The authors state that, quote, the challenge of overshoot from decision delay is real, but easily solvable if human society decided to act, meaning that forward-looking policy could prevent humanity from overshooting the aforementioned planetary limits. Number six, and lastly, the authors advocated for an early start in 1972, uh, that was 1975, to achieve a smooth transition to a sustainable world without needing to pass through the overshoot and contraction phases. They say the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab have followed as night follows day. The key assumptions, uh, the key assumptions, are that the current population slash resource consumption mix is unsustainable. Too many people, too few resources. The key assumptions are that the current population slash resource consumption mix is unsustainable. And the second is that a process of managed decline, managed Decline can smooth the transition to sustainability. Deindustrializing the planet is managed decline. It's a transition. Ain't that what Biden and the Lucia pet that he got as his press? Ain't that what they call the recession that happened? Uh, after three quarters last, uh, what was it, August, September? And they said, oh, it's just transitory. This ain't no recession. Throughout the history of recessions, when certain things take place, that's why they call them recessions. They said, no, not this time, because we in charge. We're going to change the definitions. It's transitory. As the price of everything went through the roof from that point on. Manage decline. We ain't going to take all the food off the market. We're going to just shut down 50% of it and then raise the prices 150%. I'm about to say something at once paradoxical and true. Quote. Oh, I'm sorry. No quote. Humans have more to fear from the managers of population reduction than we do of civilizational collapse. 
I wholeheartedly agree with that. Okay? Because the population reduction is being planned by people who think they're doing good. And the old adage of C.S. Lewis applies that the robber barons might have their greed satiated and stopped, but the person who tortures you for your own good does so with a clean conscience and will not stop. Stalin, hence Klaus Schwab and his minions and acolytes. Okay? They go on to say, collapses are random and bring their own correctives. They are chaotic. If the Roman Empire has to fall, it's better that it occur without central planning, administered by mad tyrants. I realize this is offensive to those who believe that civilizational change can be planned, but it cannot. The assumption that needs to be challenged the most is that collapse is somehow inevitable because we've gone beyond limits set by Gaia, that this unsustainability is somehow new and that we can plan our way out of it. We went beyond the limits set by Gaia since we domesticated animals, invented agriculture, and mined metals. I would not wish to say there are no limits, but I would say that the collective intelligence of mankind has continually found solutions to the problems that we have ourselves created. We went into the realm of the unsustainable tens of thousands of years ago. We are still in unsustainability. There is no stable state. The Club of Rome published its manifesto in 1972. It had a tremendous and negative effect over time. It resuscitated the idea of a centrally planned economy when the central conceit of Marxism had collapsed, that a planned economy could prevail over the chaotic forces of the market or of nature. Here's what's interesting about that. They say it had a tremendous negative effect over time. And then they go on to talk about a planned economy. 1972. In 1973, they created something else, another organization that uh, pivoted off the Club of Rome. It was called the Trilateral Commission. Okay? The Trilateral Commission was the organization that was supposed to in fact, uh, plan the world's economy. It was an offshoot of the Club of Rome. Jimmy Carter was the first trilateral president. Okay? The first trilateral president. And he put trilateralists all over the place. There's a book, a little tiny little book called Trilaterals Over Washington. Okay, or you can call it another house that the Rockefellers built. Okay, because they put him in there too, and he rewarded them 
by making damn near his entire administration trilateral commission people. Trilaterals over Washington. I forget the name of the author, but you should but you should probably well I can't say you'll find it in your library today, because they're removing a lot of this stuff. Another good book that's like a little dictionary that I used to carry around all the time. Uh it's called Trilateralism. Trilateralism by Holly H O L L Y Sklar S K L A R Trilateralism. The elite system of world management. Trilateralism. Excellent, excellent books, both of them. One, conspiratorial, trilaterals over Washington. The other, more uh, academic-oriented. She said, there was no conspiracy. This is Holly Sklar. They just want to plan the, the whole world. But if you talked about them, you were a conspiracy theorist. Anyway, they say, the close relationship between the idea of sustainability and the tyranny of all wise central planners need to be made clear. Regarding solutions that appear without planning, population growth is collapsing through the very process of wealth generation that has come from burning fossil fuels. Women reach a level of prosperity where they're, oh, I, I left one thing out, family. During that same time period of the late 60s, early 70s, they also passed the abortion legislation. And it was all based on lies. Y'all see how all this is working? We're going to give these women these birth control pills. We know they're going to call all kinds of female problems. And they did. They did. Now, women don't talk about that much today. All right? But I knew too many women who had all kinds of problems, uh, menstrual cycles that went absolutely crazy. All right? Uh some women, they put the IUD out there and women were had to have their uteruses removed and just really monstrous. They had the Depo-Provera that was giving women uterine cancer and all kind of stuff. So take your pills like a good little child, okay? And don't worry about using self-control. Just make sure you use your birth control. That's what happened. Family. Look, that's how dangerous Club of Rome is. And it's all connected. You see the connectivity, all this, all the other things that I mentioned? None of it exists in a vacuum. Here's one from altmarket.us. The Club of Rome, how climate hysteria is being used to create Global governance. This one is off the chain. They say in the early 1970s, do you see that time period? The U.S. and much of the Western world was shifting into a stagflationary economic crisis. This is Nixon. 
Nixon removed the dollar completely from the gold standard in 1971 with the aid of the Federal Reserve, or perhaps under the direction of the Federal Reserve, which ultimately escalated inflation pressures. Europe's post-war boom came to an abrupt end while prices on goods uh, and oil slash gasoline in the U.S. skyrocketed up until 1981-1982 when the Federal Reserve jacked interest rates up around 20% and created a deliberate recessionary crash. Sound familiar, family? That's what they're getting ready to do right now. They're just handling it differently. Remember, three-quarters of negative growth is no longer a recession because they decided that it's now transitory. They say, interestingly, the IMF had created the SDR system, that's special drawing rights. Found that if you read trilateralism, you're going to find all this stuff in that literature. Okay? The IMF had created the SDR, Special Drawing Rights System, in 1969, just before the gold standard was cut. The same SDR which the IMF is poised to use as the foundation of a global digital currency mechanism. And the World Economic Forum was founded in 1971. Y'all see how they created all this stuff at the same time? And they wanted everybody high out of their mind. So around this period, you could find every drug imaginable. You could find uppers, downers, bennies, red devils, all kind of, any drug, heroin, cocaine, weed, just uh, a tie stick, everything. Every of the smorgasbord board of dope. Okay, They say the time period is often depicted in films as a happy-go-lucky era of disco, drugs, hippies, and rock and roll. But the reality is that the early 1970s was the beginning of the end for the West. It was the moment that our economic foundations were sabotaged and the affluence of the middle class was slowly but surely stolen by inflation. See, I disagree with that. Yes, inflation was bad, but the deindustrialization was much worse because that's what gave or created the middle class. You could go into uh, the machine operating field and you could support an entire family on one salary. Y'all hear me? A whole family, wife, two, three kids, with one person working. But they wanted that woman out of that house. Get your ass out that house and, and get you some birth control. You got a baby? Okay. Get you some birth control. We'll give them to you free. Get you some birth control and get your ass on that job and get you a part-time, job, a part-time school thing. We're going to pay for that too. No problem. Get the men out of your house and out of your tail. Get them out. Or as they say in Othello, out, out, damn spot. That's Shakespeare. Get your ass out this house. 
and that's what they did to us. We were specifically targeted. I know I grew up in the era. It was extremely difficult to find drugs in the black community until the late 60s. By the time I went in the military and came out, it was everywhere. Okay? They say in the midst of this economic malaise, y'all might recall that's what they called the Jimmy Carter era, a malaise, because Carter used that word in the speech. Okay? But in the midst of this, Jimmy Carter later referred to as a crisis of confidence the United Nations and Associated Globalist Roundtable groups were hard at work developing a scheme to convince the population to embrace global centralization of power. Their goals were rather direct. They wanted a rationale for governmental control of human population numbers, the power to limit industry, the power to control energy production and dictate energy sources. Does this sound familiar to you, family? The power to control or limit food production and agriculture. Does this sound familiar to you, family? The ability to micromanage individuals' lives in the name of some later defined, quote, greater good, unquote a socialized society in which the individual right to property is abandoned. Does this sound familiar to you, property, your family? You own nothing and be happy. A one-world economic system which they would manage, a one-world currency system, a one-world government managing a handful of separate regions. That's called regionalism. One of the most revealing quotes on the agenda comes from Clinton administration Deputy Secretary of State Strobe Talbert, who, by the way, is also a Rhodes Scholar. The Clinton administration had Rhodes Scholars all over it, including Clinton, although he got kicked out for trying to stick his hands up under women's clothes. Everywhere he go, that's what got him in trouble. Then couldn't keep his hands to himself. Okay? Anyway, Strobe Talbot stated in Time Magazine, quote, in the next century, nations as we know it will be obsolete. All states will recognize a single global authority. National sovereignty wasn't such a great idea after all, unquote. Now you understand the real rationale behind them basically trying to pick Russia into a nuclear fight. Because Russia in China, in the BRICS, in the other 84 countries that have every intention of joining the BRICS next month. Okay? They're the problem. But Russia is really the problem. They think they can control China, but they got to take out Russia first. Okay? Now, they say, to understand how the agenda functions, I offer a quote from Globalist Council on Foreign Relations member Richard Gardner, family. If you go to Foreign Affairs, the one person you want to read on a consistent basis to understand the move toward world government is Richard Gardner. I know I read a whole bunch of his stuff in the archives. Okay? 
in an article in Foreign Affairs magazine in 1974 titled, The Hard Road to World Order. Here's what he says, quote, in short, the house of world order will have to be built from the bottom up rather than from the top down. It will look like a great booming, buzzing confusion, to use William James's famous description of reality, but an in run around national sovereignty, an in run around national sovereignty, eroding it piece by piece will accomplish much more than the old-fashioned frontal assault. So, in other words, kill them softly and slowly so they won't recognize that they're being killed. Create some synthetic weed and sell it to them. Okay, and let's make all manner of sex acceptable to keep them on low frequency. Sex, drugs, it used to be rock and roll, but now we got hip slop. Used to be hip hop. Now is hip slop. So they got sex, drugs, and hip slop. And this is the white people promoting the hip slop. Okay, they used to promote rock and roll. They say, in other words, the globalists knew that incrementalism would be the only way to achieve a one-world power structure that openly governs rather than hiding the rule of elitists behind clandestine organizations and puppet politicians. They want a global empire in which they become the anointed philosopher kings described in Plato's Republic. Their narcissistic egos cannot help but crave the adoration of the masses they secretly hate. But even with incrementalism, they know eventually the public will figure out the plan and seek to resist as our freedoms are eroded. Establishing the empire is one thing, keeping it is another. How could the globalists come out of their authoritarian closet, eliminate individual freedoms, and rule the world without a rebellion that ultimately destroys them? This is the rationale for them basically demonizing white people because they know their biggest threat to what they're doing is white people, not black in this country. They say the only way such a plan would work is if the people, the peasants in this empire, embraced their own slavery. The public would have to be made to view slavery as a matter of solemn duty and survival, not just for themselves, but for the entire species. That way, if anyone rebels, they will be seen as a monster by the hive. They will be placing the whole collective in danger by defying the power structure. Thus, the globalists win, not just for today. They win forever because there will no longer be anyone left to oppose them. We got a big taste of this brand of psychological warfare during the pandemic scare in which all of us were told that a virus with a tiny infection rate 
was enough to erase a majority of our human rights. And the Supreme one Supreme Court justice just came out and said, y'all dodged a bullet of total unconstitutional behavior. You dodged a bullet. Okay? They say, luckily, a large enough group of people stood up, fought back against the mandate and passport that said, there's a much larger, greater good agenda at play that the globalists plan to exploit, namely the so-called climate crisis. To be clear, there's zero evidence of a climate crisis caused by man-made carbon emissions or greenhouse gas emissions. There are no weather events that are out of the ordinary in terms of Earth's historic climate timeline. There's no evidence to support, quote, tipping point, unquote, theories on temperatures. Let me get a drink of water here. Clouds are supposed oh. to be moving in the sky, or are they supposed to just be at a standstill? Now, you got to ask, uh, uh, what was the guy's name that gave him all kind of hell about this? John Coleman. They hated John Coleman, the weatherman. Mm-hmm. Because he called him a bald-faced lie, and he would debate any of them, and when they came near him to try to debate him, he cut them up in pieces. They stopped covering him and took took away his weatherman job. And this guy was one of the most recognizable weatherman in the history of television. John Coleman. Google his name, family. If you notice, they will not debate anybody on any of this stuff because everything that they said going all the way back to the 70s, none of it has happened. None of it. It's all a lie. And we're telling you that it came from the Club of Rome. Or actually it came from the UN and the Nazis by way of the Club of Rome. Anyway, they go on to say, there are no weather events that are out of the ordinary in terms of Earth's historic climate timeline. Temperatures have risen less than one degree Celsius in 100 years. The official temperature record only goes back to the 1880s. And this narrow timeline is what UN and government-funded climate scientists use as a reference point for their claims. I explain why this is fraudulent science in one of my last articles. The point is, the United Nations has been promoting hysteria over a fake doomsday climate scenario, just like the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization promoted hysteria and fear over a non-threat like COVID. And it all began back in the early 1970s with a group tied to the U.N. called the Club of Rome. The globalists have been scheming to use environmentalism as an excuse for centralization since at least 1972, when the Club of Rome published a treatise titled The Limits of Growth, funding a limited uh, study of industry and resources in a joint project with MIT, The findings appear to be scripted well ahead of time. The end of the planet was nigh unless nations and individuals sacrificed their sovereignty. How convenient for the globalists 
bankrolling the study. 20 years later, they would publish a book titled The First Global Revolution. In that document, they specifically discuss using global warming as a vehicle to uh, form supranational governance. They say, it says, quote, in searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. In their totality and their interactions, these phenomena do constitute a common threat which must be confronted by everyone together. But in designating these dangers as the enemy, we fall into the trap which we have already warned readers about, namely making uh, mistaking symptoms for causes. All these dangers are caused by human intervention in natural processes. And it's only through changed attitude and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy then is humanity itself. If, you, if humanity is the enemy then what must you do about it to save the planet? You must remove humanity. And that's what they say over and over again in those documentations from the Club of Rome, that man is the problem. And as such, man needs to be removed. They say by making humanity's existence the great threat, but family, if you go back to the uh, research we did on cybernetics, what were they talking about then? They came to the same conclusion, that they would basically have to get rid of a lot of people. They would have to control them because they were euphoric after World War II. So they quickly created all kind of situations that created ha- havoc. They call that social engineering. Okay. Anyway, they say, uh, by making humanity's very existence the, the great threat, the globalists intended to unify the public around the idea of keeping themselves in check. That is to say, the public would have to sacrifice their freedoms and submit to control in the belief, in the belief that the human species is too dangerous to be allowed liberty. That's what they said in those cybernetic meetings. They say the following news special from the Australian Public Broadcasting Service was aired in 1973, not long after the Club of Rome was founded. It's surprisingly blunt about the purposes of the organization. What we can derive from this broadcast and this message is that the globalists want two specific outcomes most of all. They want the end of national sovereignty and the end of private property through socially incentivized minimalism. The exact same objectives the Club of Rome outlined in the 1970s are the driving policies of the UN and the World Economic Forum today. The sharing economy concept that Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum often proudly promotes was not thought up by them. It was thought up by the Club of Rome 50 years ago. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They spend half a century inventing a crisis 
drum up public terror, and then offer the very solutions they wanted to enforce decades ago. And y'all call it problem reaction solution. They say in Indiana, the climate agenda has nothing to do with environmentalism and everything to do with economics. That's why I mentioned, family, about the World Wildlife Fund. If you haven't done any research on the World Wildlife Fund, take a look. Okay? They say uh, it has nothing to do with environmentalism and everything to do with economics. The plan began in the midst of a very real stagflationary crisis, a moment when the middle-class populace was most afraid for the future and prices were rising rapidly. This crisis was not caused by the scarcity of resources. It was caused by the mismanagement of the financial system. It's not a coincidence that the culmination of the global warming scheme is taking place today just as another stagflation disaster is upon us. That's where we're heading right now, family. Right into stagflation. All right? Well, your money ain't going to be worth jack. They say the Club of Rome is now a shell of its former glory, a field with silly hippies, most likely because the UN and other globalist think tanks have taken on the role the group used to play. However, the shadow of the original club is ever-present and this strategy of climate fear-mongering is being wielded right now to justify increasing government suppression of energy and agriculture. Now y'all understand why all them food plants were catching on fire and blowing up? And now you understand why they cutting off the energy supply and going to raise people's home heating prices through the roof? While all these SOBs, Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and a host of others were all engaged in the oil industry in Ukraine, where they're going to sell the European oil and make out like fat rats in a cheese factory and tell you, stop your belly aching, your whining. You ain't paying but $5 a gallon for gas. By the time we get through with your ass, you're going to be paying 10 until we remove the fuel combustible engine, period. Okay? They say, if they're not stopped by the public, totalitarian carbon mandates will become the norm. The next generation living in engineered poverty will be taught from early childhood that the globalists saved the world from a calamity that never existed. They will be told that the enslavement of humanity is something to be proud of, a gift that keeps the species alive. And anyone who questions that slavery is a selfish villain that wants the destruction of the planet. Russia is was supplying many European countries with fuel. He had to go. The Arabs are already committed, at least they were, under Orange Man, but now they to move towards who? The Brits. Why? 
because they're just at the beginning of their development in many of the Arab countries. So the system of white supremacy wants to shut it down. and put the populations globally in 15-minute cities. They're doing the same thing to the, 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 the uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, to, to the news or what we know as news. They're going to make the news sustainable. Wow, we almost out of time, Bear. Yes, we have four minutes left. We're going to the telephone, wow. and uh, you can call in at 323-642-1586, push number one. Uh, if you have a question or comment, a lot of good information. I mean, you laid it out, Dr. X, it's plain and clear that we see what's going on. So it's yeah, bad. We got one more piece to put on this cake. We got one more. We got one okay. more layer. And I know we're running out of time, but this will take okay. you straight All to right. 1984. Because if if what I'm describing to you sounds like 1984, mm-hmm. that's because that's what it is. That's what it is. It just took them a little longer to do what they had uh, wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Sustainable news speak by 2050. I'll be through in about five minutes, maybe 10. Okay, all right. No, no okay. longer than that. This is from Law Liberty, LawLiberty.org. Sustainable news no, speak. No, I'm just getting ready to tell you to repeat it again. Go ahead. Yeah. Sustainable, look at that, that word again. I've been mm-hmm. warning everybody about that word for a long time. Sustainable news speak by 2050. It's from lawliberty.org. Here's what they say. George Orwell pointed out that one of the first casualties of socialism is language. The damage is not collateral. It's deliberate, designed to numb minds and render critical thought difficult or impossible. Remember, Bev, I was pointing out uh, that it doesn't matter with any of these woke people that you talk to. They all say the same things like robots. Check it out. The damage is not collateral. It's deliberate, designed to numb, numb minds and re- render critical thought difficult or impossible. The instrument of this dumbing down in 1984 was news speak, the official language of the English socialist party. Y'all understand because they, now he's going into 1984, the novel. Okay? The official language was English was of the English Socialist Party that they called INGSOC. I-N-G-S-O-C. Okay? Newspeak was a sort of totalitarian Esperanto. Remember there when I warned the people about accepting this language coming from the computers, geeks, and all these fake-ass mm-hmm. terms that they're making up, and people using them like they're the authors of them. And you, they can't wait to use them. That's why, ooh, I cringe when I hear it, because I see 1984 written all over it. And then the people that are supposed to know 
bitch and moan about being kicked off of social engineering media. You should be glad. That tells me you ain't as smart as you think you are when you're hollering and screaming to get back on there and monitor every damn thing that I do and say. Because I promise you, boss, I ain't going to say it no more if I got to turn myself into a pretzel and try to explain things to people, bleeping out every other word in a video that I might make because I don't want to upset the the uh, uh, algorithms and they'll give me a strike like this is a damn ball game or something. So you self-censor. That's what these people are doing. You hear it all the time. Anyway, they go on to say, uh, Newspeak was a sort of totalitarian Esperanto that sought gradually to diminish the range of what was thinkable by eliminating, contracting, and manufacturing words. New words had a political implication and were intended to impose a desirable mental attitude upon the person using them. Okay. The meaning of words was often reversed, as was most starkly emphasized in the key slogans of Ingsoc, the English Socialist Party. War is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. 1984 was written in 1949. Its nightmarish fictional world is now 36 years in the past. So one might reasonably conclude that Orwell was far too pessimistic, but his great book was less a prediction than a warning, and above all, an analysis of the totalitarian mentality. Meanwhile, there's another significant date in 1984. The book's appendix on the principles of newspeak stressed that the corruption of language was a multi-generational, a multi-generational project whose fruition would not come until well into the present century. How about baby boomer? What come out the baby boomer? Y'all understand why I don't subscribe to none of this bull crap? I ain't no damn baby boomer. I'm a human being. Who created these titles? I said this yesterday. And now every 10 years they got a new one to separate the various generations from each other. Until they can separate your ass from breathing. Because trust me, they come in with a nursery rhyme for your ass. And it's called Rockabye Baby on the treetop. When the wind blows, all of our asses are subject to drop. Okay? They say, Ingsoc's objective was to render independent thought impossible by about 2050. Intriguingly, that is the same year that the world allegedly has to become carbon neutral or net zero to avoid climate Armageddon. 
2050 has become a key date for the UN's global governance agenda, which seeks nothing less than to oversee and regulate every aspect of life on the basis of a suite or suit of alarmist projections. The main existential threat is claimed to be catastrophic man-made climate change. Quote, climate governance, unquote, has thus emerged as the fourth pillar of the UN's mandate, joining peace and security, development, and human rights. So far, as with the other three pillars, the UN's climate efforts have been spectacularly unsuccessful. It was it has held 25 enormous conferences of the parties. Conferences of the parties, they call them COPs, which have promoted a morass of uncoordinated national policies that have had zero impact on the climate. climate. COP21 in Paris in 2015, for instance, was meant to hatch a successor to the failed Kyoto Agreement. But all it produced was a raft of hypocritical, voluntary, fingers crossed, quote, nationally determined contributions, unquote. The failure of Paris and of temperatures to rise in line with flawed models led to a doubling down of ambitions. One new commitment that seeped out of Paris was for the countries of the world to hold temperatures to 1.5 degrees Celsius above levels before the Industrial Revolution. Staying below that level, UN policy wonks rapidly calculated would require the world to become carbon neutral or net zero by 20. 50. Family, I, I ran my mouth a little bit too much, but I couldn't help but add on all the other stuff so you could have proper context to your understanding. But they go on in this article to say things like this. Liberty and equality were classified in newspeak as crime think. Crime think. Objectivity and rationalism were old think. They teaching the young people, don't listen to the old people. Then they go on to mention this. The shackles of corporate social responsibility, or CSR, have now been tightened by the concept of ESG, environmental social, and corporate governance. That's corporate government. Okay? Or social justice warrior. And they even give a fake degree in this insanity. ESG is like the uh, neologisms of newspeak, quote, intended to impose a desirable mental attitude, unquote, on executives who often seem intellectually and morally defenseless in the face of NGO campaigns of lies and intimidation. Business schools certainly don't appear to equip them to counter such assaults. Now, I know I, I, 
Because, see, this, this article is just really the bomb, family. The bomb, okay? And I'm going to stop right here because we don't have enough time. And it's too good. I didn't bypass very many words because the whole article, and it's about eight pages uh, for me, but is that good? All right? The other article that comes right after that that we're not going to get to, uh, to give you more context, is entitled, Musk, Soros, and the End of Media. Musk, Soros, and the End of Media. The next article that I didn't get to, but they're all off the chain, is from Epoch Times. It's titled, GOP Pushes Back Against World Health Organization, World Health Organization Plans for Global Governance on Emergencies. Where they, they want to give the World Health Organization the power of God to declare anything a health emergency, anything anything, and they can dictate government policy. And the only thing that's holding them back is them MAGA people in the Republican Party. Did y'all hear me? Y'all wondering why they hate MAGA? Now you know why. That's the only thing that's stopping these people. Them hearings being held in Washington. It's only because of the MAGA people. You wouldn't know any of this, none of it, if Hillary had got elected. Okay? In the meantime, the mainstream media, Newspeak, is going to hum you a tune as they take your children. Okay? And that tune that you used to sing to your children is going to be the tune that they sing to our asses as they try to make us woke. And it goes something like this. Goodbye, baby, on the treetop. When the wind blows, we need to make these bastards stop. And with that, Sister Bear, we can let the family get on in here. And I'm going to get out of here. I've I've read enough. I've talked enough. Come on, family. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let me open up the lines here. Okay, General, you're first in line. Oh, Yehudu. I'm first responder, man. Okay, that's why I sent y'all that. Video. I sent y'all that that uh that video about we ready, man. So I, I the way I see it, man, we the people waking up. No matter who running this shit, people waking up. I don't care if it's Hillary, Hillary Trump, dead ass Biden, people waking up, man. Okay. Yep. So it ain't just Mac, we waking up, man. That's why I sent y'all that we are ready, man. Okay, we see what they doing now, man. Okay. Okay, say can we see, man? Okay, okay, say can yes, we, we see, we see, man, and, and, and the follow-up from last night by Florida Spaker, man, you know he had a, a gun buyback plan in the hood, my dear. okay? Who? That's oh, yeah, yeah, I'm very much aware of that. Florida Spaker, 
Okay. That's about the fifteenth or twentieth one that he's had in the last few years, brother West. Yeah, and we the only only neighborhood that we white we selling our shit. The white boys and shit keeping theirs, man. What's wrong with these Negroes, man? What you just have? called it. They Negroes. Yeah, man. Cause I, uh, 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 like I said, man. See, I don't figure out about these HBCU and Rockefeller them running them schools. What they do is, man. They turn them damn uh, 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 field Negroes into house Negroes. That's all the HBCU crap is about, man. Okay, yep. we were Rockefeller, uh, 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 whites that 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 uh, 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 found the Spelman. Okay, I know Sister Witness Spelman. She saw that shit, man. Now she see it. How they yep. the field Negroes into house Negroes. That's all they're about, man. Okay. And so, uh, 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 when I get started, man, I, be, I, I get a little uh, 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 a mental block what I'm getting ready to say because Sister Bell is just like that dude on the Apollo. He's just like the Sandman, man. Okay? You, I don't want you to put that hook out on me like the Sandman. <laughs> you your off the stage, huh? Yeah, like the Sandman. My man, my man Robert McKay, man, he, on this show, he got a rooster. You say with a rooster throat, your ass got to go, man. Okay, so that's so fast. I believe you. I'm taking that Apollo when I talk to you, man. That's when I be the first responder. <laughs> but uh, 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 yeah, man. but uh, uh, there's so much stuff going on, man. I sent y'all something about uh, some some good uh soldiers had sneaked in the Epstein uh ranch or whatever that is in, in, in Virgin Islands. And they took some recorded yeah. films, man. I sent you. Hey, bro, I ain't opened up the video, man. <laughs> He got in the temple and all that shit, man. Okay, so I, 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 didn't, I didn't look at the film and all that. Yeah, I'm going to look at it, man. There's so much mm-hmm. information out there not, man. Till everything happens so fast. My brain be moving faster than, than, than what I want to say. I, you well, let me tell you brother, what man. I heard today, Brother West. I like your comment yes, on sir. that. Yes, sir. I heard they're trying to get rid of Diane Frankenstein up there in California. Mm-hmm. And they have every oh, I, intention of the governor, uh, slickhead mob boy, Nancy Pelosi's uh, uh, nephew, the governor of mm-hmm. California, right? Yes, sir. Uh, he's going to appoint Oprah Winfrey as the senator to replace Frankenstein, Diane Frankenstein. Wow. That's deep right there. But you got to let uh, uh, Chris Shaw and uh, my sister out there tell you about Kelly. But... Uh, now, state to Abram, but wait, state wait, 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 wait. Yes, yes, yes. They're getting ready to release. It's almost like this is some kind of plan. they re-releasing mm-hmm. one of the worst movies in the history of mammy Because that's a mm-hmm. mammy movie called Mimicking the Purple Revolution. Called yeah. The Color Purple. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but look at him. Uh, 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 I, I hate to say this, but Tina Turner, you, there ain't no coincidence that Tina Turner and Jim Brown died, died in a couple of days, man. Okay? Because I look at Tina Turner, she did her job. What was her job? To to bring hate of the black man. She didn't even know she was used for that, man. That's what she was, her job was to make hate and hate the black man, man. You see who she ended up with? Uh, uh, Mitt Jack or whoever with that devil somewhere, a uh, white boy in Sweden. That was her number one job, okay? And Jim Brown, his job, what they say, he was fighting women and shit, man. 
See, they use DJ clothes, man. You think they doing some shit, but they got a backhand, backhand flip flap to use their ass, man. So there ain't no coincidence that they got bumped off the same week, man. Okay? That that right there real, man. And for them to go the same time, they got obsolete. They did their job to, to put up a uh, dissension, uh, psych, you call it Psycho Pro Hotel. I call it Psycho Pro Tronics, man. Okay? So they did their job. That's why they gone, man. See the turner. But, uh, uh, yeah, I saw this, uh, uh, oh, uh, name, name, uh, what is his name? Reed Hoffman. You know that name? Reed Hoffman? Hoffman? Yeah. You ever heard of him? He's the one that financed that crazy white girl that went to court against Orange Man and a host of other criminal activities that he got busted in, including the Trump Russia thing with finance and fusion GPS. And he's the owner of LinkedIn. Yes, sir. And he got, Bingo, he got busted going to Epstein Island as well. That's right. That's why I'm glad uh, uh, I got that video of some dudes filming Epstein Island, man. I can't wait to look at that. But uh, I'm going to tell you all something how the mind works, man. I seen this thing today where this uh, dude got paralyzed, like the same way Superman got paralyzed and that Reeves got from the C5 uh, by the neck, cervical vertio, vert, uh, 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 vertebrae. So what they did, check this out, Sister Bell and Tuck, most of them, they put some brain electrodes in his, in his head, Neuralink, right? Okay? Yeah. From them two electrodes, they ran a wire. Out of them two electrodes from his brain to bypass that 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 spinal injury, man. They went just below that. Okay? Now, check this out, Sister Bill and Chuck most of y'all. Now he can walk with his mind. He can get up and think about walking, bro. Do walking. Then bypass that damn uh, bad spot in his spine. And he's walking, man. It, I told you. I got bro. a question for you. I got a question for you, Brother West. That's deep. Yeah. It, yeah. Was he consi- was he singing "Computer Love" by uh, Zap and Roger when he stood up and said, "Computer"? And I'm the white boy, man. You don't know about that. Now, one of us will probably be singing, man. Okay, since you do a nursery rhyme. I bet he was singing "Computer Love," my brother. Yeah, he got up walking, man, by that by the electrodes in his mind, and and, and he's thinking about it. Start walking, his arms and legs start moving, going up the steps. And uh, my favorite nursery rhyme was Mr. Dick Gregory used to say. Roll, roll, roll your boat. Get down the stream. Merrily, merrily, merrily. This shit ain't nothing but a dream, man. Okay, that's what it is. It's a dream. That's all it is, man. And, and, and we just wake out of that shit, man. Wake up and don't, don't uh, control the dream. Don't let the dream control you. And that word you use, man, that that damn what you call uh, walking shit, man, like a damn duck, man. That's a made-up shit by some ranker. That's a made-up BS2, man. And reimagine and all that crazy stuff, man. That's well, I'm like right. you, man. The English language ain't nothing but a curse, man. What does it say? English. English mean that control uh, the sound and leash your ass like a dog leash, man. On the dog leash. And uh, uh, yep. that stuff with Kwame talking about last night, why the dog roll on the ground. That fucker roll on the ground to get the fleas and dicks off his ass, man. What <laughs> 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 kind of shit is that, man? You gotta catch up with us, brother West. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I can that's part up. of the reason, but it's also yeah, about yeah. static. 
static. Yeah, yeah, they get the static. Static on, electricity. Yeah, get the static. Yes, sir. And, 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 and uh, I'm trying to talk friends and keep it moving, man. But, uh, yeah, you know, you <laughs> said, right? His old ass said, what did he say? It's going to be easier to kill a million people than to control them. Okay? That's what he said. That's, just, that's exactly what he said, and this shit working, man. And, yep. see, and also, the CIA do what he uh, uh, said it's going to be easier to fool a lot of people than to show them that they've been fooled, man. So both all this shit working at one time, man. Yeah. you think will you when folks be thinking about they they doing something like Jim Brown fighting the system, they use the system against his ass. And, hey, I, I hope they did a, a, a brain scan. I believe he had CTE, man. Okay. So uh, I hope that's what they uh, bust up Jim Brown brain and see if he had CTE, man. But uh, yeah, man, they, well, these folks they be using them, man. They think they well, do I'm a, them. I have to admit, brother West. Jim Brown is one of my heroes, man. Yeah, he's my hero too, man. We used to call him Jimmy Brown, man. You know, yeah. he was a good football player, man. But like I say, bro, only person I worship is the creator and Wesley. Okay, that's right. I, 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 that's it. As long as I keep Wesley right and tight and, and know I'm from the creator, I'm good, man. Because we ready, we got the ass. We see what's happening, man. We see. I bet you that white ball, boy man. was still oh, yeah. singing. I bet you that white boy was singing uh, Computer Love by Roger and Zap. Yeah, 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 yeah. And plus, uh, another trick bag they ran on us, I told y'all about the cholesterol, was about this shit when they started talking about the free yard, messing up those up. Remember that shit? When yes. you couldn't get free yes. yard? That yes. was a trick bag too, man. They created a whole industry too. out of nothing. A whole yes. industry, brother. Because yeah, I don't man, like air conditioning. I don't use air conditioning. But they've created a whole industry, particularly with the car industry, with the, uh, uh, what do you call, what do you call them? I call them fancy yeah, mufflers. Yeah. But yeah, look what they did, Wes. Well, if you live in Detroit, man. you don't have to right. deal with it because they make cars there. So they got a pass yeah. in Michigan. <laughs> oh, okay. With the free arms and the emission test and all that, the emission test yeah. is probably too, man. Yeah. That what you say too. Yeah. We don't oh have yeah, to man. Deal with that. We don't you have see? to deal with that. Mm-hmm. This it's is fake and as phony as all the rest of the stuff they come up with, man. Yep, you know it, man. People fall for this shit, man. They fall for it, bro. But I, I agree with you in the 70s was a good time, man. That was a good time to be on everything, man. When the pharmaceuticals, every damn thing back then, man. <laughs> the 70s. Hey, I didn't necessarily say I, it was a good time, Brother West. It was probably the most well, dangerous well, time in the history of the country, really. Because they were pushing, as you can see, all this stuff that we're dealing with today, yeah. the institutions yeah. was created in a short period of time in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, I grew up in South Florida. We ain't never what? run out of the weed, man. Never. Not in South Florida. Bro. That's right. We kept the weed. <laughs> but I stopped when they started putting that, uh, uh, that PCP, the angel dust, and bombing fluid and shit, bro. Yeah. I had to stop there yep. that bombing fluid, man. I had to Straight out the lab. Uh, yeah. And see, 
Like I told you, my, uh, my stupid ass sister, she's still smoking weed. So if that shot ain't got her, she don't work. Look up with some old weed. I told her, don't smoke this, this kind of shit no more, man. You gotta let that go. So either that, either that Benham got her, or she done smoked some bucks up hijack you weed, man. I told her all that, man. They don't want this, man. Ain't no so she did up in the morning and put that song on the put that song on the radio about getting high, huh? I so I got to go to the bell and they get high. Yeah, it's coming like Sandman. I hear the music. I catch y'all next episode, man. Thanks for the comments, brother Web. Hotel and Better Love. Hey, there was another song that came out in the there was another song that came out in the early to middle 70s by Gino mm. Vanelli. Yeah, and I it was called it, it was called Getting High. I don't care okay. much for smoking okay. weed. Eat. You know I'm a man of a different breed. I don't thrive on drinking alcohol, but baby, you're just too small. Getting high, getting high, getting high. I okay. think I'm getting stoned. I- I got to listen in because we ain't okay. Come on, I'm y'all. sorry for singing. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. Hotel, hotel, brother Mike, better love. All right, Bev. All right, listen. I'm gonna be real quick. Um, you were saying they were gonna come for our kids, Rob. They don't have to come for our children, Rob. We already gave them away. <laughs> we we did that in 1954 with uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall, bro. And, and they've been yeah, gone ever since. Right? That's, that's, that's why our, cra- our children are crazy as hell now. And that's why you got black mm-hmm. people running around today talking about where are the black teachers. Oh, you forgot. You sent Thurgood Marshall to the Supreme Court to fire all of the black teachers. You forgot that, huh? Oh, well, let me remind hey, your ass that you did. Did you see when, the white folks went off when they talking about putting all uh, them Juan Valdez's, another bunch of them in their community in, in one of the colleges? No, I didn't see that. Where was that at? Uh, it was on the north side. They raised over by Wright College. They're going to house them in Wright College, okay? And they say this is okay. just the beginning. I, I'm told them. You ain't seen nothing yet. Right. Check this. I was talking to my daughter yesterday. I said, so far since Biden's been in there, they've had six and a half million of them come across that border. And they're saying in yep. the next two years that they're going to be 15 million of them. They lowballed you, you. Right. I think so, too. And then I heard this, this Negro Ziff talking about, well, you know, they're going to need services and they're going to need this and that. And I said, yeah, they're going to need all of that. Well, what makes you think you're going to be the one that's doing it? Negroes can't yep. even get a contract in the city now. So what makes you think you're going to be servicing them? They're going to be servicing themselves. They got plenty of their own people here that will service them. Black folk, you ain't getting no goddamn only contract you're going to get. It's sitting behind some bars. That's it. Mike, there's a reason that they refuse to give these illegals the venom. Because if people die off, they're going to take their places. This is in the short term. They're not trying to kill kill them. They're trying to kill everybody else. You damn right. enough to take take those shots. And you say that... Old boy is going to put 
Oprah Winfrey in place for Frankenstein? I heard that what, today. What, okay, what's the difference? Not much. Right, That's why he's he going to put her there. But she represents the yeah, same thing. She represents the same thing that Oprah Winfrey does. Right. Uh, they they down on that LBGT XYZ shit, just like the Obamas yeah. and so forth, et cetera. You yes. Know, um, you know, you had a caller call in. I think it was last week. You said he ain't down with the gloom and doom. Well, show me some evidence where we headed towards anything other than doom and gloom. Because, you know, you say people waking up. Well, I must yeah. still be asleep because I, I see no evidence of our people waking up. None. I see it. I do see it, Mike. Okay, well, share with me. I see it, too. Okay, well, share well, you with saw them, You saw them folks raising hell over there in South Shore, man, black people. How long yeah, they been well, bringing, I mean, I, how, Mike, how long they been bringing mm-hmm. Hispanics into this city? For quite some time. Why is it that the black people are now erupting about it? Because they're bringing them closer to them. That's why. Exactly. Exactly. And because they, if somebody's sleeping next to you in your bed other than your wife, if you feel a strange foot, Hit your foot on the left side and your wife is on the right, you're going to wake up, ain't you? Of course. But here's my Well, that's what's happening. Now they got another foot near their asses and is waking them up. They ain't happy about it. And the white folks are just as angry. Because if you listen to these people, Mike, you would think, if you listen to the politicians, that everybody Uh just loves these. Poor little people that's coming from all these countries, and we need to help them as much as possible. That's what the media wants you to think. That's why they're okay, not well, going now, to interview any people. Now, do you think that white folks are just starting to react to this, or have they been reacting to this for some time? They've been reacting to it for quite some time because most of the people have been put in their neighborhood. That's why, Mike, Correct. Melrose Park used to be what, Mike? It used to be Italian. Do you know what it is now? Yeah, Julio. Exactly. Let me, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to be gone. I have a nephew by marriage that came here from El Salvador about 15 years ago, Rob. Mm-hmm. He is. He came here with nothing, literally nothing. Yes. He's a he a millionaire now. Yes. Did he come legally or illegally? I think he came illegally. Illegally. Did that mean illegally. he had all kind of government assistance helping him every step of the way? I don't know about that. Because he's been working I do. since he's been here. That I I know that for a fact. He's been but you can work all you want to. That don't mean you're but gonna be successful. Sick. You've been working okay, all your life, su- right? Right. Well, he's been successful. He's been over there in Inglewood, buying up every goddamn thing in Inglewood. And every time we talk, he tells me Inglewood is the gold mine. Yeah. Always and has been. Stopping black folk. But, but ain't nothing stopping black folks from doing the same thing he doing, but they don't. 
Okay. But they don't. You know, okay. the Mexicans are buying, they buying up everything. Well, everything that they buy, you can buy because you buy it with money. So they ain't buying nothing that you can't buy. You just don't do it. You just complain about them doing it. Now, I ain't no lover of them, but I don't even want to hear that shit about they buying up everything. Why ain't your ass buying up something? Instead of black women spending $20 billion on fake nails and, and half from little girls in India and spending $50 billion <clears throat> for one day on the 25th of December for a fat white boy in the red suit. Why is your ass not buying something instead of all that dumb shit? And still going but to these it, Koreans who kick their ass weekly. Koreans kick black women's ass weekly, but they still going in them shops getting nails. But they are a lot of us that's buying property. It's just not being broadcast. I know quite a few people that's that's doing very well in real estate and other things. Well, I'm not talking about what they're broadcasting. They don't broadcast People are doing it. People, you well, you saying the black folks ain't doing it. There is a lot of black they, people that are doing it. They're not doing it to the degree that the Mexican community is doing it. That's what I'm saying. And most of them just brought their ass here. We've been here for 400, 500 years. Well, I can't, you know, I can never compare our people with theirs because they come from a culturally oriented uh, culturally oriented countries. We don't. We've been up under something here that they ain't been up under where they come from. So I can't compare exactly. us to them. All I can do is explain the problem and come with the solutions to the problem in terms of our people. Mm-hmm. So I can't disagree with what you're saying to a large extent in terms of our behavior, but this behavior, we wasn't born with this behavior. It's been handed down. Rob, if you look (laughs) at the black people in our community who have attempted to organize us and move us somewhere, our people won't get behind. Our people wouldn't get behind Elijah Muhammad. Mike, that was handed down. Mike, that was handed down too. What do you mean? All behavior is learned. We were okay, well, we were raised well, well, not to like each okay, other, well, to people, hate the, each other. The people, the people that did go with him, what, what was the excuse for them? Were they handed that down? It wasn't just him. You don't have to start well, with I him. Know, I, I just use him you, as, as an example. Weren't those people, didn't they come from the same background as the people that wouldn't have nothing to do with him? Well, actually, they, many of them had hit rock bottom because he basically raided the prison system. So when well, you hit rock bottom, Rob, I was Rob, rock bottom. All I asked because from rock bottom, I was raised in a damn garage <laughs> with eight people, bro. So that that's that, that, that make it, Mike. So Mike, where your millions? Where my millions? Yeah. I didn't do what it took to make those millions. That's all I can See? I didn't have the skills. Now, watch this, I didn't Mike. Have the skills. Watch this, Mike, because you're missing this. A lot okay, of other black ahead. people did the same thing you did. They weren't interested in necessarily making millions. They were interested in making a living. Okay. And so a lot of black people just settled for making a living. Okay. Then you got and another part. Of the, 
Huh? But then you got another portion of black people that didn't want to do nothing but take what other people had. Right. And you had some that wanted to make millions. Exactly. And they did. In real estate and other things. Because you see, Mike, if you go to New York and look at them Hispanics, they ain't all owning mega property owners. If you go to L.A., oh, I know it. they ain't all mega property owners. How come they ain't I, selling, I, buying all the property and selling it? Well, I tell you this, because I'll say this takes... and I'm going to get off. Yeah. I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off, Rob. Uh, Compton, California, where many of my relatives live or did live. Yeah. Is no longer, and it was almost all black. It is now almost all Mexican. And they came in there yeah. and bought up all that shit. Yeah. They came in and bought up all okay, that shit in Compton. All right, bring on somebody else. All right. Hotel. Okay, thank you, Mike. Hotel, brother Mike. All right, all right. My dog raising hell. He don't normally raise hell for I no see. reason. We 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 hear somebody walking around. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, two eight one. Hello. Come on, man. Can you hear me? Two eight one. Yes, we can. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. we can hear you, better brother. Doctor Doctor X, how y'all? We doing Excellent. great. Okay, good. Good. Um, Brother X, I just want to say my favorite uh, uh, Gino Vanelli song was uh, I Just Want to Stop. Tell you oh, I, I like that one too. And Mama Coco. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, now, you, now you're telling on yourself. Y'all. Yes, I am. You got to come from the 70s to know about Gino Vanelli. Well, um, you know, I grew up uh, listening to all kind of music my mom listened to. I mean, but I am a a 60s baby. But uh, at any rate, uh, it's interesting to see a fall of a great whore, isn't it? We see all the aspects of it. That'll, you know, old mama yelling, lying about the death feeling. You know, and then we're looking at the census over here on Twitter in a fake world trying to say you want to be president. You know, yep. then we, you know, we see the elections. It's not going to be fixed, okay? It's just really yep. not going to be fixed. It's going to use the Dominion machines. But it all has to fall down, and we kind of knew that. We knew yep. about the FBI before anybody else knew about it. You know, Thank we you. knew about Thank corruption you. before all of yep. them, and they didn't listen. Yeah. Did they? That's right, until it so, hit them. Yeah, so my my thing is, and it's, and it's disheartening, and it hurts to see the, the bewilderment of people, of how they're losing their pensions, losing their jobs, losing their hope, losing, losing their dream. But it, even in all of that, there's still the underlining prejudices and, and, the, and, and the fact that we could never, as Americans, as a whole, you know, um, iron out our differences for such a cool. time as this when we could have all band together, okay, and kicked their ass. I'm talking about the communists. Yep. I'm talking about the Charles Schwab. I'm talking about all of the, you know, all of those, the WF and everybody, right? Yep. But what gets me, and I don't agree with them busting all that. I'm down here in Houston, Texas, been down here now for, for a minute, 
Um, I don't. I didn't ever really agree with them busting them. I wanted them to stop them when Trump first put that wall up. My governor, right. uh, motherfucking uh, Abbott, a rhino. Okay, he's uh, a fake. You know, agree right. with it. You know, and and now, and, but what gets me is the it's the it's the fake black people. Okay, up north, there's, yep. there's, there's mayors, that damn Adams crying and squealing like a pig. Because now, yep. uh, first he want to be sheltered, and then now they coming, and they and they, they suddenly coming, and, and he can't. He now he don't know what to do. He want help. He want to modify the right. law. He want to do all this shit. And same thing with Chicago. I'm so glad I right. no more. Oh my God, I'm glad I moved out of Chicago. You know, when I did, when I could, because I felt it dying. You know, I, put I, the, it, I hope they put, I put at, at least ten million. And all of these yeah. major cities put ten million of them in here. Ten million? It's gonna be more than that when it's finished because I'm they're still per, coming over the border I'm talking now. per city. Yeah, per yeah, 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 yeah. Now, EV, that's the cars that you were you know, trying to figure out with the let Nobody gonna buy that shit. But yeah. even if they did, brother Doctor X, if the if the nuclear war don't knock out the damn grid, the sun is going to do it. Okay. Go ahead. Nobody wants to look at nature. Nobody wants to understand what Mother Earth is doing. They're not uh, reporting on these earthquakes, on these uh, volcanoes, you know, on all of the different the famine. Okay. The, Go ahead. The food that the people are not able to to grow. It's it's but see the thing is is that this I'm not saying all this to be so that if people can be disheartened. I'm saying it because we were supposed to come out of her. That's right. Spiritually. And when you come out, it's real, sister. you can see things from a 5D view. And then you'll be able, and, and the, the host of heaven will show you uh, back back loops, okay? That's right. You know, all kinds of things where you'll be able to sustain and endure the race that's not given to the swift or the strong or to say we should be doing like the Mexicans. We should be doing better than that. No, you're right, brother. Our tradition was different. It was a little different. Yep. Nobody else could go through what we went through, but we went through it for such a time as this. And I'm going to leave it with this. I'm going to say to everybody who grew up, I don't care what city, in this country, in our original indigenous land, because I didn't come from Africa. And I don't have nothing against Africa. Thank okay? you. But Thank that's you. all right. What I'm saying is that we have the power to put them all in the lake of fire. So good night, y'all, and keep the faith. Donations coming. Excellent comments, Goddess right. Hotep, and better love. Better love. Keep it real. That's what she did. That's right. She told the real. 215. Hotel, better love. Better love. Hotel, better, 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 better love. How y'all? How y'all? Excellent. Okay. Uh, so, Brother Mike had a few good points, and the sister had a few good points, right? Um, yeah. But what I can say is, if y'all remember when Bobby Hemmett said, when you see black people at their lowest point, acting the craziest, doing the most craziest stuff, we're in our best hour. Because spiritually, What's going on is those people is being used as a decoy. So to what Sister Bev be saying, after all them riots and all that, 
black people got shops out the ass, like barbershops, uh, black girls doing nails. You don't have to go to Sue Kim and them no more. Black girls doing I nails. We we got all these shops now. So we yeah, are on the come up. You know what I mean? We do got a large percentage of people in the hood that's like not with what's really supposed to be going on. But for the large part, like everybody really is awake. But you can't, it's a lot of stuff that we can't do. And you know, we 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 just can't fix it. So we out here in the street. Like I'm right here with my yeah. two cousins right now. And they won't. But y'all, yeah. not do y'all think we can fix it? Do y'all think we can fix it? my cousin. It's irreparable. It's never going to be made. Yeah, it can't just be us. Like, it got to be. Now, the black lady, 
Now, the black lady, she got her faults with her. But Brother Rob, since a bad family, like, I can really say, like, she really from the hood. She really make changes. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you all this. I needed rental assistance one time. My brother wife know her. She called her directly. Whatever she did, my name got pushed through. Like, she the real deal. She used to be on crack. She used to be a school teacher. You know what I mean? Like, she got her problems. She got her faults and stuff like that. But I I, I think Philly is going to change at this point because she's from Philly. You know what I mean? She got... Well, watch this, my brother. She's going to have to make some mon- monumental decisions on what she's going to do with all the dysfunction in Philadelphia. And here's where the rub comes in in terms of what Rizzo did. White people can never do to, that to us when they never did it to themselves. It's going to take black people with the understanding and the backing of other black people to make those extraordinary moves that have to be made in terms of stopping the violence and the dysfunction. It's going to take us to deal with this. And y'all may have a gem in the sister that y'all just elected. But we need more. We need more of her. You know, we need it. And and that's where the energy come in. The people bring the energy, and that's what I was saying earlier. It's up to the people to conquer this. You know yeah. what I mean? And she was, yeah. And you know she, she don't just talk out the side of her neck. You know what I mean? Like she actually been in situations like everybody here, they argue and everybody up in arms about the subway and the L and the bus system is <laughs> out of control. They're rolling homeless shelters. Yeah. She actually got on it. You know what I mean? Like she actually uses yeah. transportation. To say, she said it out her own mouth. It don't look safe. It don't feel unsafe. It feels unsafe, and it's just totally unsafe. You know what I mean? Who want to be anywhere? That tells you she's not a communist, brother. That's what that tells you. Because, see, we just got another communist here, and he already talking out the side of his neck. Our our city was in reverse of y'all this time around. Y'all got Mm -hmm. a communist, and we dodged one. Yes. We I call all these Asian women in politics young hoes. But guess what? Dig this, though, family. Now, you know, Philly is a Democratic city. Guess what Republican she going to have to go up against? She went up against a, a Korean. Now she got to go up against a straight-up Chinese man named David O. Okay. We call the Chinese males. Old ho. So you got young ho and old ho. And she needs to get rid of both of them hoes. But remember how, remember last time how we were talking about like how foreigners. Well, I'm sorry, Sister Bell. No, I was just getting ready to say this is where the energy come in. This is when y'all got to be uh, back her. This is when y'all got to be free that force so she can come in strong and wipe them out. But you know what's funny, though? When Brother Rob brought up, mm-hmm. I, I forgot who you was talking about, You, but you said uh, black politicians win with, like, 60,000 votes. That's what she won yes. by, 60,000 votes. Ah. And, you know, Philly, almost <laughs> 2 million people. 
and this was like one of the lowest voter turnouts ever. Because people totally dissatisfied across the board. If she does what she's supposed to do in the name of the people, with the backing of those people that supported her, she'll get 260000 next time. Right. Yeah, she will. She will, though. She will, though, because she, you know, she will. She will. I can can honestly say I don't feel like... Now you know so, she's going right, in so, the so, so I'm going to ask my two cousins on the air. I don't know how long you got. How you feel, cuz? Do you feel like she going, you know, be something? I didn't do uh, too much research on her, but I'm just thinking that hopefully she's not a, 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 um, a, a, Kamala, a Kamala Harris. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I think when she... But, oh, I just hope that she didn't... But they they gonna take advantage of what she uh, her whole movement, like that, especially that 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 stop the frisk or whatever. I mean that can be a racial thing, like, oh we think he has something we might think he has So that's another thing, family. She wants she wants stop and frisk, because for real, for real, y'all be honest. All our aunts and uncles, they be really wanting to stop and frisk. Like, everybody is really with it because of all the crazy stuff that's going on. And I'm with it, too. But what she has to do is to create an auxiliary force of black people where you got white police officers, because Philadelphia has a history, just like Chicago and New York, because it's a mob center, okay? She has to have auxiliary Black people who may not make as much as the police, but they need to be right there on scene to ride with them white cops and can observe everything that's going on. In other words, an intermediary, and that will cut down a lot of the flack. So, so Brother Rob, she built a neighborhood coalition. When I tell you she, she's been that alderman, she's been that councilwoman, she's been that congresswoman, like, you know what I mean? So she has, yeah. how can I put it? She has neighborhood snitches in a sense, if you understand what I mean. Yes. Um, yes. She got the grandmoms who know Pookie and Tyrone and Nasir and all them at the corner. She got the grandmoms on her side. She got the aunties on the side of the bull crap. Okay, but but your cousins, what the, they mm-hmm. they looking at? What if they need to be looking at what she have done? That'll tell you a lot. So she so has look done at a her lot. Record. So yeah, so look, don't worry about what you think she might do. Look at what she has done. That'll tell you a lot about the person and where they coming see, from. But a lot of, see, but Sister Bev, a lot of people voted for her because they just know her because she the councilwoman. And, you know, she likes the. She's the black woman face of Philadelphia trying to help and get stuff done in our community. So a lot of people, they didn't really read up on her. They just know her because they know Sherelle Parker. Like, they just heard right. her name, and they know, oh, she started this program, or she did this, um, and she did she that. She's like but, that, um, that mama on the block. That's everybody's mama that everybody know when they pass the house. They're always going to holler, hey, mama. That's exactly, what she represents. Exactly. That exactly. is the power that's the power. That's, that's right. That's he, big mama. That's big mama. That's the power. What, what you need oh, yeah. to do, my brother, is to, mm-hmm. if she's really a person of the people, 
get two yeah. or three other people along with your cousin and yeah. invite her to a sit-down. Call it a coffee sip, whatever you want, for 15 yeah. minutes, and y'all have y'all little agenda. Now, if she is who she claims to be, she will accept your ideas and work with you to make sure that they get implemented. Right. Well, Don't give her so more got, juice I, than you, because she's a representative of you, first and foremost. Right. Right. So I, I got a couple things I got to do. Um, I know how to, like, get, I don't know now, she, she didn't really blew up now, but I can get in contact with her and set that up if need be. Yeah. Um, you know, because. Uh, do that, my brother. Do that. Yeah, because my because my because my brother Weiss is a is a block captain, so she you know she got certain access, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna use her. You know, so that's, show her some so love, but more importantly, show her what you see in terms of how Philadelphia could be managed properly, particularly Black Philadelphia. Right. Well. I'm I'm about to start calling uh I'm about to start calling Philadelphia. Um that's what I'm about to start calling here because uh <laughs> um Well we already got Shy Rack. Y'all can't use Iraq and we already got that one. <laughs> on lock. No, 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 but that's but 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 that's what we need to call it. Philly style. Because what's <laughs> happening is, 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 is out of control. But but yeah, we definitely gotta get to her, but she has the voice of the young people already though. You know what I mean? People yeah. ain't already I'm not saying I can't. I'm not saying that I'm not. But, you know, people have, you know, voiced their opinions. You know, she'd be on certain shows and certain podcasts in the city here. And she, like I said, y'all, she from around the way. So she already know what's up. Like, she know what's up. Right. And and she can reach on both sides of the aisle. She can well, I'm just going to tell you, my Harrisburg. brother. Well, she in Philadelphia? That is a mob, a mob. I ain't got to tell you. Already know. They've been in I the background for a little that. bit here now, but that's a one of the mob capitals like Cleveland and Chicago and New York, etc. So what? she's going to get a lot of pressure when she mm-hmm. attempts to make her change from the mob-oriented institutions. So y'all got to grab a hold to her, and and for you, my brother, I don't know how many mm-hmm. people you got on your side, but. Ten people can build a bridge. Don't take but ten. You get ten people and, with and, you, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. And use that, that block captain. Uh, that's how I used hitches. I was a block captain, and I used to, yeah. they used to come. I used to get them to the meeting. Use that block captain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I know they got um, – Cause my brother' wife is one, and then one of my sisters, she used to be a block captain too, and she, they loved her like other streets love my sister. They, she, my sister used to be doing stuff for other people' block. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what, but, and, and then what? She, what your sister should do is, I didn't just do one block; I did three blocks. It was a bunch of us. We got things done because I came with three yeah. blocks, and each block had thirty some houses on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so all right. So you know, here in Philly, most of our blocks got 
in between 55 and 60. It's a Masonic number. It's probably like 66 houses mm-hmm. or something. But okay, yeah. uh, right. And but yeah, if, if 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 we get a block together and actually the district that Sherelle Parker comes from, the district that Sherelle Parker comes that 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 she comes from is actually my brother's district. So that's how my sister-in-law was able to call her and, you know, work some stuff out for me. Yeah. She already she she already was representing that district. So all I got to do is just talk to my sister-in-law and get some stuff in place. Um it's a it's a podcast station. Well, it's like a hip-hop radio station, like a little hood joint. Um yeah. But I've been on there before because I don't know if y'all remember. One of my friends has a, a taxi, a Type Seven, and we mm-hmm. got like this awareness going on, or whatever the case might be. But I can also go on that podcast, and you know that'll be televised on Instagram and all that. But brother Rob, that's them, them, yes. them two Twitter videos that I sent you. Yes, with with uh, Tyrone Biggums. Yes, I don't know who is leaking. All the video and the pictures of that man is leaked on the internet through I don't know if they bots, I don't know if it's the FBI, CIA. His whole laptop is on the internet. Not just some two videos that I sent you. It's multiple yes. other ones of his pictures, his videos. Like he really a pervert. Like he was really a pervert. Of course. But we we showed the pictures when we first found out about him. <laughs> Back a long time ago from down. the Chinese website. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. But the fact that it's on social media though is just yep. and then the way they putting it, they 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 putting rap songs in the background. Like they had the Ten Crack Commandments on the one video and playing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> in the other video they had big puns. That song was playing. That was that added up. And in that big pun video, he was in the car with George Soros. Yes. So I'm thinking it's something deeper, and I'm starting to believe that he might be a double agent. Like you know how we, you know, we clowning him, um, we bidding on him, we, you know, he a crackhead. But yeah, but. Might be a double agent because with all these videos surfacing, it incriminate a lot of other people and not just him. But we kind of said that back then. At least I did. I was saying, well, you know, maybe he working with them. And what do crackheads do? They be the first ones that the police can get to be an informant. Yep, they be the CIs. Uh, they didn't cut us off. I think uh, Dr. X is gone. All so, right, um, Very interesting. So love. you got work to do. You got work to do. I do. And so this is, I this do. is I got how. I my cousins we, here. They're going to help me. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Thank you. Better love. Better love, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next time.